This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. It is Wednesday, August 10th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, one person died and five others were injured after a bus en route to Philadelphia overturned on the New Jersey Turnpike Tuesday night, according to officials. The fatal accident took place just before 7 p.m. on the southbound lanes of the Turnpike at the ex- the entrance ramp to the Thomas Edison Service Area in Woodbridge Township, Middlesex County. New Jersey State Police Sergeant Lawrence Peel said the double-decker bus collapsed with a Ford F-150 pickup truck then overturned. There were no injuries reported to the occupants of the pickup. We are confirming right now one fatality and five serious injuries as a result of the collision. The crash remains under investigation, Peel said. According to Megabus, there were 19 passengers and a driver on the bus that were heading from New York City to Philadelphia. Megabus said one person was killed and five people were seriously injured, including the driver. They were all taken to nearby hospitals. At this time, state police have not released the name of the person who was Is killed. Is that like a, like a bolt bus kind of thing? Is that one of those like, situations? Yeah, it's like one of those. You're right. So, so they, you, you pay like 10, 15 bucks right. and you, you get the trip down. Do, do those, I've never been on one. Do they have seatbelts? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, the, the nice, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure, uh, and they have, uh, Steve, because of Interstate travel or something along those lines, like that, requ- that's required. Required, all right. And uh, weirdly or oddly enough, uh, like a school bus that goes over state lines doesn't have to yeah. have those, you know, a regular school bus. But, but the, the school buses scuffles. have them now, right? Not all of them. No? no. There's still hmm. some that don't? Yeah. Disturbing details continue to emerge surrounding the death of a toddler in New Jersey who was missing for three years. The child's mother and her her mother's boyfriend made court appearances in the case on Tuesday. 29-year-old Matthew Childs III is charged with first-degree murder, desecration of human remains, and two counts of child endangerment. Monique Durham is charged with two counts of child endangerment as well as theft for allegedly continuing to collect child support even though her two-year-old daughter was dead. According to documents, Child Protective Services was contacted twice on November 6, 2021 and February 22, 2022 with abuse allegations regarding the deceased girl's surviving twin sister. From then through June 2022, Durham was said to be uncooperative and failed to produce the child during multiple CPS home visits. That on June 1st, CPS contacted the Center for Missing and Exploited Children and the Middlesex County Prosecutor's Office to consider the child missing. On July 26th, after an exhaustive search, CPS contacted police in Edison, New Jersey to perform a welfare check on the twin Responding officers said Durham obstructed their visit and told them she had given up custody to a, a parental aunt in North Carolina. An investigation revealed that the name that they were given was a person who didn't exist, and the child's uh, father confirmed his sister did not have custody. He also said he had no involvement in his daughter's lives outside of paying child support. The case was then referred to the Middlesex County Prosecutor's Office, which determined that the missing girl had not been seen by anyone since 2019. According to officials, the investigation revealed that child struck the girl numerous times at his father's residence in Perth Amboy. A son from another mother told detectives that he saw his father take the girl to the basement where he assaulted her until her crying stopped. The son told investigators he later saw the girl motionless on a bed before Childs left the house in the middle of the night and returned without the girl. The next day, the children were told that the girl had been adopted overnight and that they were forbidden to speak of her. Childs and Durham were later found at a motel uh, where police say Durham confessed that Childs killed her daughter and disposed of the body. Uh, She also admitted to hiding the surviving twin girl when authorities would visit.
Residents and businesses in the state of New Jersey are being urged to conserve water as the state deals with a drought caused by days of extreme heat. The New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection announced the statewide drought on Tuesday in a Facebook post. We urge residents and businesses to conserve water as persistent dry and hot conditions continue to stress water supplies throughout the state. The agency wrote on Facebook, the measures can help avoid more serious and restrictive drought conditions. To save water inside the home, the agency recommends taking five-minute showers, turning the water off while brushing your teeth, running the washing machine and dishwasher only when it's full, and taking care of household leaks. Why do people use the powdered water? You guys ever use that? Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you add to that? Water. Oh, okay. <laughs> Man, we got a drenching downpour yesterday Did you? in my yeah. area. I know they were isolated thunderstorms, but it, it came down and left huge puddles, and it was pretty nasty. We got, like, it rained for maybe about 60 seconds. It was like a little drizzle, and huh. then we lost power. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, uh, well, the dr- the ground is so dried out yeah. that everything starts pooling and the runoff is immediate. Yeah. So. I was at the gym last night. Uh, I had gotten there basically when everybody on Earth was there, so I had to park all the way in the farthest oh, end no. of the parking lot. That was your workout. And that was my yeah. workout. But then when <laughs> then I was I done, it was pouring out. I <laughs> mean, like, it, and I and I stood under the... The little, you know, um, thingy, the little roof for a little while. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm just going to have to wait this out. And then I waited there for like five minutes. I'm like, what? It's just water. You know, yeah. it's just water. And I just ran through it. But I was soaked. Dude, away. there was one time Rochelle and I were at Hershey Park. And I don't know why it was just the both of us. And we didn't have kids there. Right, and, right. And it was all of a sudden the storm came up. <laughs> And it was one of those where it was really, Down really heavy. And we're just sitting there, you know, at some food kiosk yeah. or something, sitting under an waiting. overhang and waiting and waiting and waiting. And, and we had already been, it, it, we're like, we're done for the day. Yeah. So we're waiting and we're waiting. And we're like, let's get out of here. Just let's screw it. And, and we went and we made a mad dash for the car. And I mean, we may as well have just jumped in a swimming pool. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, it was that drenched. And of course, we get in the car, we start pulling <laughs> And the rain just completely stops, man. (laughs) We took that two-hour drive back just absolutely soaking wet in the car. It happened to me during the time off. I I, I go to Acme. I'm coming out. I mean, it's one of those. It's just like a wall of water. Like, ah, am I going to really wait here? I run to the car soaking wet. (laughs) Not only did it stop raining, like the sun immediately came out. It's not like it just, okay, the rain subsided. Now it's a sunny day. Uh-huh. Press, we were talking about Celeste Barber this morning, and yeah. uh, I watched the, comedian, yeah. Yeah, the most recent video. But did you see the one that she did uh, with uh, Drew Barrymore? No. So Drew Barrymore posted a video of her basically running in the rain, saying, oh, yeah. don't, don't miss the chance to, you know, go outside when it's raining. And then Celeste does the same thing. And it's more of like, you know, like what we were just talking about. Like, you just don't <laughs> want to get going. wet. Yes. And like, it's not enjoyable. It's actually, mm. it's pretty good. It's cold. <laughs> All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> The Phillies won again, beating the Miami Marlins 4-1 to last night at the ballpark. JT Real Muto homered, doubled, and drove in two runs. Zach Wheeler allowed one run in six innings, and the Phillies won their sixth straight game. Gene Segura hit his first home run since coming off the injured list, and the Phillies have won 11 of 12, improving to 40-19 and 19 since June 1st. They are now in second place. 
in the National League wildcard standings and are only three games behind the Atlanta Braves. This is- the series continues tonight, and Noah Snydergaard will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 7.05. Jason Kelsey missed yesterday's Eagles practice with an elbow injury, but the injury is reportedly not significant. He is having a routine clean-out of his elbow that has been giving him problems for a while, and the Eagles expect that he'll be back for the team's season opener on September 11th in Detroit against the Lions. And Serena Williams announced that her tennis career is winding down because she wants to grow her family. Huh. Williams shared her thoughts about her future in a first-person essay on Vogue.com and suggested that the U.S. Open could be her final tournament. She wrote, I've been reluctant to admit to myself or anyone else that I have to move on from pl- playing tennis. My husband and I have hardly talked about it. It's like a taboo topic. I can't even have the conversation with my mom and dad. It's like it's not real until you say it out loud. 40-year-old Williams is currently playing at the Canadian Open and won her match on Monday to advance to the second round. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kath. Wednesday, we got a couple of things uh, that we like to do. One of them is uh, an appearance on Fox Good Day. So uh, we will go on that show around 7.55 this morning. So if you want to see what's going on in our studio, you can do that. Or you can, you know, you can stream us as well. We're on YouTube all the whole, the entire program. Did you ever get to watch the uh, special they did with us? Yeah, I did. It's good. It was fun. It's really well done. Yeah, they, were, they did like uh, 10 years of Preston and Steve on uh, the Fox Good Day program. Uh, Mike and Alex came by here. It was a cool little thing. Uh, yeah. And uh, it was fun watching some of those old clips. <laughs> uh, we also have a secret text word chance for you to win $50 uh, Buffalo, Bill, Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> I was thinking of... You was, want a nice place to eat? No, not that. I was thinking of <laughs> Wild Bill. Uh, uh, our, Western, program director? our program director. Yeah. Yeah. He's from Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. But, yes, Buffalo Bill, of course, <laughs> who likes to skin him. Uh, we have a $50... Buffalo Wild Wings gift card to Ooh, give away. So uh, text word secret to 39333 and we'll send a <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I put the dipping sauce in the basket. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> dipping sauce. What the f*** goes in the basket? Oh, my God. That's <laughs> uh, the best. It's the absolute best. All right, well, anyhow, this is the song when, he, when he's dancing. Crying, crying. He's Silence dancing because he's so excited about his Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Gift card that he just won. It's good food. Yeah. So it'll make you dance if you win, but you can't win if you don't text in the word secret to 39333. So make sure that you do that now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. All right, and besides all that, we have a guest who's going to join us today, Danica McKellar. Love her. Yeah, I think we all love her very, very much. And uh, she's got a new book called Double Puppy Trouble. Is it about owning two dogs? Do we know? No, it's about or... the, the, the uh, Tate and uh, LaBianca murders. Oh, is that no, what no, that's it, about? It's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's about, you know, the fun of doubling things. Here was, you know, the thing like you, you, I give you a penny today and double it tomorrow. It's kind of that sort of thing. Mathematics. Oh, okay. You know? Well, math is her thing, right, yeah. obviously. That it's and kids. the Lifetime movies. Yes. Uh, who she is. Hallmark, uh, too. Uh, that's what I meant. I, I meant Hallmark. But anyhow, uh, we'll talk to her later on this morning in the 9 o'clock hour. She's just lovely. So let's take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report. We have that for you. Stupid question. Get that set up as well. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Stupid question, four-pack tickets for the 12th Annual Wildwood Tattoo Beach Bash, which is going on this weekend. And the question that I have for you, Steve, you had mentioned the movie Forrest Gump yesterday. Yes. made me think of this question. So this is just a a bit moment in the movie. In Forrest Gump, where was Dallas from? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer, all right? In Forrest Gump, where was Dallas from? All right, so if you know, give us a call. We'll go through some birthdays while we're waiting for the answer. Today is Wednesday, August 10th. We'll begin with Rosanna Arquette. Oh. Who turned 63 years old today. That's Rosanna from Toto, Toto. right? Yes. Correct. Okay. It was she was about her. The object of, the, I think a couple of the band members had... Had their way with her? I think so. I, I don't know. I, I know she, one for she sure. She admits to being a bit of a uh, music groupie. She was with Peter Gabriel for a while. I thought it was st- maybe Steve Lukather that was uh, yeah. dating her for a bit. But um, Nick will look that information up. Maybe we can find out. But yeah, she is the subject of that. Uh, the The song was written about her. Yeah. Uh, Rosanna. Desperately Seeking Susan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yeah, but that's a... Is that that's a song that you love to? It's like a complicated drum beat, right? It is. Okay. It's uh, Jeff Percaro did his version of a very classic beat called the Purdy Shuffle, and and uh, it's it's um, it's unique. It's uh, you you know it as soon as you hear it, uh, and it's hard to pull off. It's it's a really cool finesse uh, drum uh, beat. You have it handy? Uh, or? Yeah, I'm looking for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Okay. Uh, and it starts right off with it, so yeah. it, it starts off with drums. But you, hope this is it ready to go? I hope. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> I mean, that's the song. Yeah. It begins with the 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 shuffle. But anyway, Rosanna Arquette is sixty three. She dated. Oh uh, no, she dated uh, Steve Percaro. The there we go. So that's who it was. All so right. Steve and Jeff were brothers. So uh, happy birthday, Rosanna Arquette, who is sixty three. It is also Antonio Banderas' that's birthday. Right. And I believe, I mean, I, the first thing I ever remember seeing him in was Philadelphia. And he played the That's boyfriend. Right. The, the, to Tom Hanks, who's in Forrest Gump, which is your uh, question for this morning. It all comes together. It's beautiful. Uh, Des- I like him a lot. Desperado, yeah, he seems cool. Um, he was great as uh, Puss in Boots and Shrek. <laughs> what did he just put, recently play the villain in it? A new a movie that's... Uh, Uncharted. Uncharted, that's it, yes. What's that one about? Uh, that is uh, based off the video game with Mark Wahlberg and oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, Tom Holland. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so he is 62 today. Uh, Ian Anderson of the band Jethro Tull mm. turns 75 <laughs> years old today. Uh, heavy I, metal band, right? I get into yeah, right. <laughs> they, they won the first heavy metal Grammy, which listen to this heavy really? metal. <laughs> I met him. Uh, this through, is too loud. <laughs> through our friend uh, Debbie Calton one time, she hosted a, a, a like a, a sonic session in essence with uh, Ian Anderson. He could not have been a nicer guy. And she asked him a question about like the um, Jethro Tull's music being used in commercials at one point. And he like thought about it, and, and you know he, the conversation veered away. And then like midway through another question, about 15 minutes later, or whatever, he just goes, 
Hyundai. Okay. <laughs> because Hyundai. Hyundai. And, he just, and he was like trying to think of the car commercial's name and the car company's name, and he couldn't think of Hyundai when he first, and then like 15 minutes later. So every time I think of Ian Anderson, I think, Hyundai. Uh, it's interesting you said he couldn't have been a nicer guy because he has a reputation of being difficult. Maybe he came around. Yeah. Maybe he got over that uh, reputation because Debbie is fantastic and yeah. it was a really nice, easy conversation. And uh, he was nice to everybody that was in the room then. So The great Jethro Tull, Ian Anderson, is 75 today. Uh, Riddick Bowe, former heavyweight champion, turns yeah. uh, 55 <laughs> years old today, held the title for a little bit. Uh, Devin Aoki. Uh, you know her from a bunch of do- different things, and in Sin City, she plays uh, Miho. Man, she's good. She is badass. Miho, in yeah. Uh, she is a uh, she is a strikingly beautiful woman. Yeah. Uh, I love Sin City. I love that movie. I do too, yeah, man. It's great. Uh, Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Yes, yeah. he actually gets a co-directing credit. It was Robert Rodriguez that directed it technically, mm-hmm. but basically Robert Rodriguez used the graphic novel as storyboard. So yeah. it, it is a very unique looking film. Yep. Uh, she was also in Too Fast, Too Furious. I think, was she in the movie Debs, too? Uh, I think she was. She might have been. And uh, Two Debs, Two Debbies. Two Debs, Two Debbies. <laughs> she is 40 years old today. Justin Thoreau ah. celebrates his birthday today. He's a fine <laughs> specimen of a man. He is 51 years old. Uh, and in fact, um, oh no, I was I was reading the uh, Devin Aoki's uh, credits. I was <laughs> he in Sin City. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. No, actually, uh, he writes a lot of stuff. So he co-wrote Tropic Thunder and wrote the screenplay for Iron Man 2. Well, and uh, obviously he's an actor of The Leftovers and Zoolander, Mulholland Drive. Simple um, Jack is his, um, right? That's the, the from Zoolander, uh, I mean from uh, Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Yeah. Um, that's, that's his creation. He's also in Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Okay. He is the cowboy. Okay. That has that thing uh, going on with uh, Janine Garofalo. I haven't seen that in so yeah. long. They're talking about making a sequel to that. Yes. Which there, is there, very, uh, I love that movie. Uh, rumors of that. Yeah. He was in, is it Mosquito Coast? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so he's in that, and okay. it's really, really oh, good. he plays the lead in that, right? Yeah. Yeah, you told me that was really good. Yeah. Have they um, released the second season of that the, yet? Well, they're going to. Okay. Um, And it is, uh, I, I don't remember which platform it's on. I feel like it was, uh, I feel like it was like Amazon, maybe. He's a good looking dude, but he's got, uh, his comedic chops Apple, are okay. absolutely top notch. Apple TV Plus. He does a lot of uh, script punches up, punching uh, up. Still married to Jennifer Aniston, right? No, no, not married to Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> right. He was, but he was in was Sin City. Married to Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> they met on the cam, the set of Sin City. Uh, so he is fifty-one today. <laughs> uh, last birthday, it's Kylie Jenner's birthday. There we go. Kylie celebrating in the Jenner sphere today uh, is twenty-five Kylie, years. This is your daddy talking to you from outer space. 20... I can't return to Earth today because I'm currently working on a device that will preserve a wormhole. <laughs> So that we can travel vast distances. Oh, it's... but I want to let you know that I love you very much. Almost like mass transit for exactly. Yeah. You've got it. You should join us up here, Preston. You I... know a lot about that. Someday I want to be there. The music alone makes me feel like it's a bit of a paradise in the Genesis. It is. It's wonderful. She is uh, twenty-five years old today. Stop it. <laughs> Is she the one that did the lip kit? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. She, the whole foundation of her vast financial empire yeah. was based on a lie. I saw she had the cosmetic surgery to get those plumped up lips. I saw the, uh, when I was at the airport at our va- during our recent vacation and saw the vending machine. 
There's a big There's Kylie, a Kylie Lipkin vending machine. Oh, seriously? Vending machine. Yes, of just me. her products. I mean, the I have the lip stuff, and it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, so she is uh, 25 years old today. Well, incredible wealth, and uh, she, she looks nothing like her own pictures. Oh, and it's Craig Legon's birthday. Yay! We know this because he texted us and said to wish him a happy birthday. <laughs> uh, but he's uh, 56 years old today. Craig Legans with the uh, Comic, Comic Book, Book Gurus. Gurus podcast. And I'm working with them. We're actually shooting a shooting. We're recording another episode later on today. Excellent. Um, yep. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. And we want to know in Forrest Gump, where was Dallas from? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go to Eric. Hey, Eric. Good morning. Hey. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you hey, about your work? Uh, right. No, please, please. What? Where is uh, Dallas from in Forrest Gump, sir? Dallas is, of course, from Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, yes. <laughs> that is correct. Hang on just a second. We'll get to your information. And um, Cleveland was from Detroit. <laughs> I don't remember where Texas yeah, from. Yeah, Texas, I don't know where he come from. Uh, so hang on, Bob. We're going to set you up. You got yourself a four-pack ticket for the 12th annual Wildwood Tattoo Beach Bash Friday through Sunday. At the Wildwoods Convention Center, 400 of the world's best tattoo artists are coming to Wildwood to tattoo you. And you can visit villainarts.com for the tickets. You said you read Forrest Gump and it was not as good it's as the movie. It's kind of weak. Yeah. Yeah, but he does a lot of different things. They're, they're, like he goes to the moon. And, okay, they and, didn't do that uh, in the movie. He's a chess champion and right. uh, he saves. It, it's he, he was the creature from the Black Lagoon. He was a wrestler. There's all kinds of other things okay. that happened. But it wasn't written very well. It's a great movie, though. All right, so we're going to go with this, uh, movie, this uh, story to begin with Richard Glass, who is the owner of Glass Hair Design in Venice, California, has told the Los Angeles Times on Monday that Anne Hache visited his salon shortly before she crashed her car into a home. And Glass said that she, quote, wasn't speaking in cursive during her visit, meaning she didn't seem intoxicated at the time. I guess that's his little phrase for that. Uh, The salon owner described her as very pleasant and shared that she expressed interest in a blue wig when he let her know that particular wig wasn't available. She said she'd take the red one. How how uh, much before the accident was this, did you say? Yeah, I don't know what time. Because uh, it was... The accident was fairly early in the it day, was, right? It was, yeah. yeah. But it was, it was the same day. Huh. Um, because she was a, well, apparently hammered when that the accident occurred, but he says she was not. Well, they, they haven't... They're they're assuming yeah, she may yeah, have yeah. been. They're still they haven't released right. any results yet with the vodka bottle and all that stuff. I guess it just I don't know. Yeah. But listen, you can get hammered in thirty seconds if yeah. you want to. Uh, Glass didn't register who Hayes was until he went to ring her up. After recognizing her, the pair took a number of selfies together, and he posted one on Instagram on Friday, the day that the accident took place. So. Is she still in a coma? I haven't heard anything new. I haven't heard anything since yesterday yeah. uh, about her condition. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, yesterday, the Hollywood Reporter published an expose on the accusations against Fred Savage from the set of the Wonder Years reboot. A group of unnamed women came forward to detail the inappropriate conduct allegations against him, which include verbal harassment, alleged assault, and, quote, manipulative and erratic behavior. Several crew members recalled a strangeness surrounding Savage's relationship with a much younger woman who worked on the crew. This woman declined to be interviewed by the Hollywood Reporter. But the others say that she moved into Savage's Atlanta home during filming. They also say that he bought her gifts, discussed the future with her, and was extremely controlling of her daily behaviors. Uh, Another woman in her early 30s said Savage approached her with, uh, quote, just dead eyes at a bar 
where the crew was partying one night and pushed her against the bathroom wall despite her objection. She said he put his mouth on mine very forcefully. He went for the top of my pants, and I brushed him away. Then he put his mouth on mine again, grabbed my hand, and pulled it onto his groin area. I was pulling back. He stopped very angrily. I shoulder-checked him so I could get out, she said. I was honestly scared of him for the first time, she said. Uh, She said that he later apologized uh, to her for being, quote, a huge a-hole. He had called her and left the message. Mm -hmm. Savage responded to these allegations in a statement that read, Since I was six years old, I've worked on hundreds of sets with thousands of people and have always strived to contribute to an an inclusive, safe, and supportive work environment. It is devastating to learn that there are coworkers who feel that I have fallen short of these goals. He said, while there are some incidents being reported that absolutely did not and could not have happened, any one person who feels hurt or offended by my actions is one person too many. I will work to address any change and any and work to address and change any behavior that has negatively affected anyone. It's kind of wild. Nothing in this world is more important to me than being a supportive co-worker, friend, husband, father, and person. So he's no longer on uh, associated with the Growing Pains. This is the new series, which he was one of the producers of and directed a number of episodes, right? And that's the current Wonder status. Years. Okay, yep. well, Wonder Years. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so, Casey, and I love that show. I think it's fantastic. The reboot has been really well done. But this is kind of wild. So... You know, we worked with him, Preston. He directed us. He did. And uh, he was always uh, very kind during those seven minutes. Yeah, that we were together yes. instead of It's Always Sunny and Philly. Uh, so on Monday, that 70 show actor, Ashton Kutcher, posted a t- uh, uh, to Twitter after a sneak peek clip was released of his appearance on National Geographic's Running Wild with Bear Grills, the challenge. And we talked about this yesterday. He shared that he uh, previously suffered from uh, vasculitis, a rare autoimmune disorder left him unable to see, hear, and walk for a time. Imagine how much you would freak out if that happened. Uh, but he wrote, uh, before there are a bunch of rumors, chatter, whatever out there, yes, I had a rare vasculitis episode three years ago. And then he let fans know that he is okay now. He said, I had some impairments here, vision, balance, issues right after. I fully recovered, all good. And then he wrote, moving on. See you at the 2022 New York Marathon with Thorn. I don't know who Thorn is. Uh, maybe he meant Thor. Uh, maybe yeah, Thor yeah. will be there. I'm not really sure. <laughs> okay. But he he just wanted to clear it up and, and tell everybody he's fine now. This was a few years yeah. ago. Do you know that he is a Mensa level intellect? No, no. yeah, he is. Uh, he has been tested, and he's he a is, member. I think he is a member. Nick, if you would wouldn't mind doing a quick check, but I think he is. Uh, he's uh, quite bright. We ever talked to him over the years? I, I want to yeah. say yes. I want to say we probably yeah, have, yeah. right? You know what he did? He he was very much at the forefront of a, of a, a big campaign. And then oh, he's still involved with it to stop sex trafficking. Ah, okay. Well, for, and yeah. so uh, to that end, Steve, I'm, I'm still looking up the Mensa thing. But um, Thorn, which you referenced a minute ago, Preston, is a, uh, a charity endeavor. They build digital tools and programs to defend children from sexual abuse. All right, there you go. And so uh, he's been training with um, Thorn and... Uh, Peloton to run in the marathon, and he's doing it for this charity. Okay, wow. so it is. We have we have uh, definitely confirmed it is not Thor. Okay, Correct. okay, okay. <laughs> right. probably not. Nick will look up the Mensa thing. I'm going to move on while he's doing that. Uh, Taika Watiti is once again a married man. 
after having uh, reportedly wed his girlfriend of over just one year, British singer and songwriter Rita Ora. It's very sexy. In an intimate London ceremony. Good score for him. The couple were first photographed together in May of 2021. They became engaged just two months ago. Uh, the UK tabloid The Sun was the first to break the news of the apparent nuptials, citing a source who claimed that it was a really intimate ceremony and super special for everyone there, in which close family and friends could see how madly in love they oh, were. they're madly oh. in love. <laughs> uh, however, Watiti and Aura are eventually planning a big party to celebrate. Uh, the source added, despite living in the spotlight, Rita is determined to keep the relationship as private as possible. And Love you. And didn't want to make a big song and dance about the wedding. A big showbiz-style bash is planned to celebrate, but don't expect to see it being flogged to the highest bidding magazine. So a few years ago, there was this video, a viral video, that was of her doing the dance scene from Mean Girls. Do you remember that, where they're singing the Christmas song and accidentally kicks the boombox? Okay. Uh, and she did that, and it got a lot of traction because she looks fantastic. Okay. Uh, in a recent interview uh, with the Times of London Sunday Magazine, Game of Thrones actor Sean Bean criticized intimacy coordinators on set, saying they, quote, spoil the spontaneity of filming intimate scenes. Are they uh, boner killers? Uh, maybe that's yeah, what he's yeah, thinking. Yeah. But fo- following this, uh, many actresses spoke out against his comments and highlighted why intimacy coordinators are actually important. West Side Story actress Rachel, Rachel Zegler posted on Twitter Monday saying, Intimacy coordinators established an environment of safety for actors. I was extremely grateful for the one that we had on West Side Story. They showed grace to a newcomer like my newcomer like myself and... Educated those around me who've had years of experience. Spontaneity and intimacy scenes can be unsafe. I think it's great that they have this. You remember how uncomfortable it was with our first sex scenes? It yes. was horrible. We didn't have a, no, a, a, an intimacy nothing. coordinator. It was so awkward. And I thought that one little probe that I did was appropriate. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was it made not. you uncomfortable. Trust I, me. I apologize. Bill still hasn't forgotten. Uh, the Good Place star Jamila Jamil wrote, uh, it should only be technical. It's like a stunt. Our job as actors is to make it not look technical. Nobody wants an impromptu grope. And uh, in the interview, Bean also referenced a scene that he filmed in Snowpiercer with Lena Hall. When the interviewer suggested that intimacy coordinators were a response to the Me Too movement, he responded, I suppose it depends on the actress. Uh, this one, meaning Hall, had a musical cabaret background, so she was up for anything. Uh, but she um, addressed the comments in a lengthy Twitter thread. She said, just because I'm uh, in theater, not cabaret, but I do perform them every once in a while. She's does, loose. She's in she theater. Said, does not mean that I'm up for anything. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> She's freaky. She's in theater. Total slut. I, I was about to do butt stuff. <laughs> However, she also shared that she had a good experience with Bean. She said, Sean is an awesome actor. It yeah. made me feel not only comfortable, but also I had a true acting partner in those bizarre scenes. It was us against the world, and we were going to tell that story. I don't think, I don't, if you had to, if it was... There was some for some bizarre reason or chain of events led you to be performing a you know a sex scene in in front of the camera. Could you do it? Oh, I, be I difficult. could not. No. Yeah, it'd no. be very 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 difficult. Um, I, I don't even like to see myself in the mirror when I'm taking yeah. after getting out of the shower. Yeah. What's that case? No, I, I totally could. You uh, could do it. Yeah, we should try it out. Okay, <laughs> you want to do that? Yeah, <laughs> it's acting, honey. I'm getting paid for this. I don't love Kathy. <laughs> for a role. Oh, dear God, I couldn't even pretend. Yes, you could. <laughs> yes, you could. Come here. 
Come here. I'm going to make you feel so good. Uh, she continues saying, I do feel the intimacy coordinators are a welcome addition to the set and think that they could help with the trauma experience in other scenes. Sometimes you need them, sometimes you don't, but every single person and in every scene and experience is different. What about in civilian life? Would it help? It just uh, happens. This, this, this is Jeff. He's going to be guiding us through our intercourse today. <laughs> He's going to be guiding. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Welcome. Hey Jeff, nice to meet uh, you. you how, like now, now uh, Rochelle, how do you feel? If you, yeah. uh, set, set. Would yeah. you like some water? Yeah. We should have those professional uh, intimacy coordinators for, you yeah, know, for, for, for early, yes. uh, when you're in the beginning of a yeah. relationship. You, you may not know what you, to do. You don't like his finger there, and <laughs> I understand. <laughs> they do have those. Those are called sex surrogates. surrogates. Yes. yes, and they will actually participate, or at least... No, a surrogate is somebody who will do it with you. Yeah, or well, a I prostitute mean, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember watching like Real Sex. They used to have a. a it was on HBO. It was a series. Yeah, that I they would have on a, on, And they did. I think it was that show where. They, and I was younger, right? So well, there, there are a, clinical sex surrogates who, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they had done a, a a little thing, a little segment on sex surrogacy, and I was like. This is awesome. Like, I just, because I was probably like 14 or 15 years old, and there was a guy who was just uncomfortable. He didn't know what right, to do right. and how to do this. With his hands. Yeah. And so the surrogate was essentially doing what yeah. you were doing. But yeah. there, the only problem is there was this, not another female there where they, you know, they were doing instruction. But for this guy who had no idea, like, it helped. It helped. Him. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, according to In Touch Weekly, Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian were spotted flying commercial recently ah. with their daughter Penelope Disick. Are they okay? And her niece Northwest. <laughs> now, this comes after her sister Kylie was called a climate criminal for taking a 17-minute flight on a private jet. Were they, did they buy oh, every, so single plane, every single plane? Uh, every single. Seat on the plane? Uh, the couple flew from Los Angeles to Spokane, Washington. Wait, this was after? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, right? Total. They were like, okay, so listen. Yeah. You're going to have to fly coach. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's you, happening is that. If you want to fix your image, you have uh, to fly coach. Uh-huh. There is. Uh, there are a couple of people now who are using tracking um, apps and yeah. tracking capabilities mm-hmm. to follow these people. Uh, who are taking these absurdly short flights right. in their private jets, and uh, and they're being called out for it, and so they don't like being exposed. This would be part of my services if um, when I get my business up and running to help uh, your celebrity. Image, your image, image consultant. My image right, consultant. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, so I'm really sorry, but we're going to have to put you back in row 33 mm-hmm. just for this one flight. <laughs> we'll do a said, yeah. quick flight. We'll go from Philadelphia to Boston real quick, <laughs> but you'll be in row 33. And you'll gain back your cred. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it, it, honestly, if they flew commercial, you could you could fly first class if you're going to do that. But fly commercial, that's how you end a lot of this. But they don't want it. They're going to use. They're using their jets like Uber rides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These, I'm sure they were in first class, but these were. Uh, this was a commercial flight. So yeah, that, crazy man. That makes the news. You don't want them. to do that. They're filthy back. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what was his name? Ken, Keith. Uh, Keith Copeland? Copeland? Yeah, Kenneth right. Copeland. That's right. Yeah. Filthy people. <laughs> it's like riding in the tube with the devil. <laughs> that that footage. Uh, we, oh, my God. I, I was watching some of that footage of the uh, the Daily Rush video over the, over the vacation. Oh, man. That guy looks like the devil. He does. He, he looks he like looks evil. Steve, They uh, somebody pointed out he is in the Stephen King's Cat's Eye movie, he is the the little troll, the troll. Yeah. that comes out of the wall and tries to steal the girl's breath. 
I'm going to steal that girl's breath. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to fly my own jet for a nine-minute flight. Oh, my God. Just horrible person. All right, uh, let's move on. Uh, another horrible person, uh, Joe Exotic, <laughs> shared a post to Instagram on Monday that featured a shirtless photo. Oh, my God. Of 90 Day Fiance star Jesse Meester. And he said, meet my amazing dear friend, Jesse Meester, actor, model, and so much more. He said, you will hear him around on my stuff more and more as he's going to help me get my voice to the White House uh, for President Biden to sign my pardon before November of this year. Oh, that's work it. Um, Show him some love. Love you, Jesse, he wrote. So what is his medical status, Joe Exotic? I know he has prostate cancer. Yeah, I don't know what the um, current diagnosis, or not diagnosis, but his state is right. as far as his, uh, his you know, uh, recovery goes. And how does he get access to... how? What's his level of incarceration? He seems yeah. to be tweeting out a lot and doing a lot of... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he's doing these secondhand or what, yeah. you know, speaking out to somebody and they're writing on his behalf. I'm not sure how that works. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, Entertainment Tonight Canada reports that uh, Law & Order Special Victims Unit is planning to air an episode that tackles Johnny Depp's defamation trial uh-huh. against Amber Heard. Johnny Derp. Uh, photos <laughs> taken while filming an upcoming episode in New York City show Detective Olivia Benson, uh, Mariska Hargaday, yeah. uh, exiting a courthouse with a celebrity played by Julia Goldani Tellez. And a crowd surrounds him as they walk out holding signs that show support for Austin and Kelsey, mirroring the scenes outside of the courthouse during the well, Depp Heard. They always say it's taken from the pages of, uh, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, so they're going to, they're gonna you know, kind of parody that. Uh, Deadline reports that uh, SNL star Kenan Thompson has been chosen to host this year's Emmy Awards on September 12th. That's a safe choice. Yeah. Thompson said, uh, being a part of this incredible evening where we honor the best of the television community is ridiculously exciting. And to do it on NBC, my longtime network family makes it even more special. Like all TV fans, can't wait to see the stars from my favorite shows, what he said. So when you read something like that, I have every confidence that the actual celebrity did not write that. That was released by somebody, you know, more often than not. They said they probably said, here, take a look yeah, at this. Yeah. <clears throat> and does that look okay to you? Right. So, yeah. And he's been on SNL since 2003. Longest uh, serving uh, SNL member of all time. Of all and, time. No yeah. And he has an actual, another sitcom that he's doing at the same time. Yeah, he's so, yeah. really talented. Wow, coming up on 20 years. Yeah, that's remarkable. Good for him. So our buddy Kevin Smith announced uh, this past Friday that he bought the New Jersey movie theater where he spent, quote, the many frivolous Friday nights of my Jersey teenage youth. <laughs> and he shared his plans for the venue in an Instagram post. Uh, the director wrote, as a cinema-centric kid, I used to dream about living in a movie theater one day. Uh, but the older I got, the more I realized that childhood dreams don't really come true, so I'll have to settle for living above the Atlantic <laughs> movie house. Uh, the movie theater that he bought with a few friends. He said, uh, my little baby, uh, Smod Castle, is growing up to become uh, the Smod Castle Cinemas, the place to see movies, live shows, comedy, music, and more. So he's going to turn it into a performance. Film. I completely love this idea. Yeah. I had my theaters growing up that were the my go-to where I had some of the greatest movie memories of my life. Did you? You had a theater that was your. In fact, we played the uh, 
The intermission. Oh, yeah, Werenberg Theaters. Yes. Yes. Werenberg, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, right. So we had, uh, I, I followed Delco Roots on, on Twitter, and they put up old pictures all the time, and they put up a picture. It was like, hey, do you know what this is? And it was the old McDade Mall movie theater. Oh. It's where I smoked my first cigarette. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and watch Rambo 2. There was a place in, it was the Larkfield Theater, Long Island, East Northport, and it was, Preston, it was a grindhouse. A real <laughs> filthy, but it had a balcony, and if you yeah. sat, it was a smaller theater, but it had a balcony. If you sat, sat center, <clears throat> excuse me, balcony, it was like the perfect place. And they somehow they would get... Like, they got The Exorcist first run. Yeah. And they got these movies. It's like, I had some of the greatest movie experiences of my life in that crappy grindhouse theater. Oh, this is, this is the Weinberg Theater yeah. jingle. Yeah. Go ahead, Nick. What were you uh, Steve, there's one in Wayne called the Anthony Wayne Theater. Right. And it's been closed since uh, the pandemic. I, I, I wish Kevin Smith or somebody like Kevin Smith would come in and buy that because it's like, have you been to the one in Bryn Mawr? Uh, no. No, I have not. It's really well done. It's like kind of an art house theater. The, I love them. They're so well. And, like, yeah. you can get a nice cup of coffee and then yeah. they have meals and whatever, but, like, I don't know why they haven't done that in Wayne yet. You'd all, think there'd be an audience for it. All of my movie theaters that I went to growing up are gone. Like, the one, the McDade Mall, I think that's a Marshalls now. Granite Run's the, gone, the, right? Granite Run, they just tore that down, but that wasn't one from my childhood. That okay. was, like, one of the newer ones, but, like, uh, the the one in Clifton, it's a Modell Sporting Goods now. The one in Lawrence Park is now a uh, <laughs> Barnes & Noble. The one in Springfield where I saw E.T., it's not even there anymore, and now they that's have it. Multiplexes. So, yeah. Well, he's living a dream. I, I, yeah. I envy him, him, his ability to do this. Berg Theaters. Listen, one of my favorite memories. <laughs> at, at a Werenberg Theater, at, at the Werenberg Theaters was, um, so it had uh, the seating. Instead of, you know how when you when you, uh, when you you walk down uh, steps in the aisles. Okay? Right, right, right. This didn't add that. It had like a ramp all right. the way down, which means <laughs> yeah. that it was a continuous floor from back to front, okay? <laughs> and I remember one time I was in a movie. It was a quiet part of a movie. And somebody sitting in the near the back row <laughs> dropped like a box of lemon heads or oh, something like no. that. no! And they rolled all the way from the back of the theater from... <laughs> And you just heard all this noise that's right. all the way down. I love that. But, Nick, we had that. a Seamus' birthday party at that Wayne Theater. Yeah, we, uh, I remember had, that. Did the uh, Was that Toy, Toy Story? Story 3? Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, that, because I think yeah, that I went. went to that. Yep. That's yeah. A, that's a great one. Great we were talking theater. about doing an event where we rented a theater because it's cheap to do it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Souderton has a, a cute little theater as well. Yes. A, I, I love that place. Yeah. And any... any yeah, these are really special places. Yeah, yeah. So good for Kevin Smith on, Absolutely. on uh, purchasing the one that he grew up with. All right, we're ready for clips, gang. So legendary actress Diane Keaton reflects on 50 years since filming The Godfather and the similarity between starting her career and ending it with her new comedy, Mac and Rita. Here we go. At that point, it, when, you were, when you did those, it was very serious. No, that was like, woo. Those movies were intense, yeah. Started out like an idiot, and I'm ending up like that. I'm happy. You know what I mean? Could you shut up? She's going to retire? I, yeah, that I had not heard. Oh. But uh, she is represented in uh, that movie, The Offer, about the making of The Godfather, and uh, she's fantastic. Unbelievable. Uh, so, Mac and Rita is in theaters on Friday, by the way. Here's the next clip. Hardworking dad out to provide his for his daughter uses a boring pool cleaning job as a front for his real gig, which is hunting and killing vampires 
in Day Shift. And here, Dave Franco and Jamie Foxx uh, talk about the most surreal moments that they experienced while on the set with a contortionist. Here we go. Watching them get ready to do these stunts. And, and, the, and the one contortionist that I had, we had to be very careful, though, in how we, we weren't allowed to jerk or do anything quick because she you know she sort of like disengages her body mm-hmm. so it could be very vulnerable so we had to be you know careful in that sense I don't I don't want I don't think I want to see it Day Shift premieres on Netflix on Friday Is that a straight up um horror movie? Seems like it might be uh but I mean with um with Jamie Foxx, maybe there's a little bit of comedy in it you know something like that cuz it usually and pulls Dave Franco? Yeah. yeah Did you ever see the movie two? Mama? I did. Right. So they used, uh, like, a physical actor. To play mama? To play mama in some scenes and had that contortionist sort of capability that gives you these really weird movements that are just scary as hell. That must be what they're doing here. Yeah. Well. All right. uh, That's the entertainment report. Uh, We are going to take a break. Don't forget Danica McKellar is going to be joining us later on this morning. She's got a new book out, so we'll talk to her. Uh, We have a secret text word, by the way, and it is a $50 Buffalo Wild Wings gift card. So text word secret 39333. You might win before the program's up. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Philly, come socialize with us. Follow 933WMMR on Twitter and Instagram or be our friend on Facebook. See photos, videos, and random behind-the-scenes stuff. Some stuff you don't want to see. Plus, it's completely safe for work. If you work here, that is. Coming up on the program later on this morning, the lovely Danica McKellar. She's got a book called Double Puppy Trouble that is out. Yes. We'll talk to her later on this morning. Um... I want to talk about something, and Steve, you have offhandedly uh, gave me another character name. Yeah. Uh, the sex air. surrogate. The sex surrogate. Now, we need a theme for yeah. these new characters, and we never we never plan these things. No, no. That would be work. They just happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, you know what I like? The idea of a, of a, of a theme for this? What? Is, because uh, I just love the way it starts, would be um, Kiss from Prince. Oh. It starts off with him going, he goes, uh, and then goes into the song. Do yeah, we, we have that. Oh, we've got to have that. Yeah, it doesn't I look like a... it does. Wasn't that always the big sell of this system is that we'd have access to all of the different stations and their music? That never happened. It never happened. No. Oh, come on now. Hey. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. There you go. All right. This is You're the sex the Thank you, Casey. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Start it over, Casey, one okay. more time. We got to throw, throw that guy in. <laughs> ah, the sex surrogate is born. All right. Uh, Kathy, what kind of orgasms do you have? Oh, dear God. Oh God. <laughs> Kathy, what kind of orgasms do you have? Can I that's, ask that kind of question? That's something Bill would say in a meeting. Uh-huh. You have screamers, or what do you have? Oh, my God. Dear God. <laughs> Little ripples? <laughs> screamers. <laughs> we are going to get in trouble. Uh-huh. The reason... <laughs> The reason... I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, you're you're well. Well. Why did you say bring that up? You laughed. You I heard you laugh. You, you laughed, laughed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> A study has suggested that women typically experience one of three types. Oh. 
And they are doing studies on this, and they have given these types names. And these are quite interesting <laughs> names that they have given to these types of female orgasms. I actually found them pretty evocative. Yeah. So researchers found that when their female volunteers climaxed, uh, the pelvic floor muscles predominantly showed one of three patterns, okay? So three patterns. See what you uh, align. What are you aligned with here, Kathy? <laughs> Either a wave, an avalanche, or a volcano. Oh, jeez. Come on. I'm going to go with the volcano. <laughs> that if is, I would have right? one. Isn't that the creme de la creme? I'm thinking a volcano right. sounds like the most fun. I think now, that guys are routinely volcanoes, right? Yes. Yes. Because of the lava? <laughs> I would think so. Puff, smoke, puff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because of the lava. lava right? Some mm-hmm. oozing lava, some the uh, sometimes. I no longer ex- have yeah. lava to ooze. Yeah. There's so. usually a pyroclastic flow right. afterwards yeah, 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 or sometimes. Yeah. And some sort of resort town nearby gets destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, don't forget, a little pre-lava. Exactly, little pre-lava. <laughs> the warning signs, the grunts, the, sh- the tremors, and uh, the volcano makes a face. Oh wow! <laughs> We're okay. Definitely get. And you know what? When sometimes, like you know, uh, things are born from volcano eruptions. Absolutely. <laughs> By the way, okay. okay. All right, said, here we go. You said something, Steve. You said you said they make a face. <laughs> have you ever, when you are, when you're enjoying yourself? And uh, have you ever stopped at at that moment, yeah, yeah. at the end, and and realized what you're doing with your face? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually it's caught not it pretty. I, I, I caught, caught it, it in, a, in a mirror. <gasps> oh my. With, with my wife now, you know, <sighs> and uh, it haunts me to this day. Right? I would never bang what I look like. I in wouldn't that, in that mirror. No way. No way. It's just like, it's it, it's inhuman. Can you? Uh... <laughs> What's that? It just showed us. It's like this. It's it's like I got uh, it's like I zipped up a nut. (laughs) Mine's mine's like gritted teeth, like like that. Yeah, I know it's terrible. It's not good. It's horrible. What's yours like? Kathy, I don't want to know. Kathy, what does your face look like when you have organs? So I had to do uh, all the time in college. I had this. People would be like, "Yo, dude, do jazz face," and it's not jazz face. No, uh, just, no, no, uh, no, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, fizz, yeah. Like fizz face, fizz face. Yeah, because yeah. I did this thing, and it would be like, like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. <gasps> you look like your driver's license, bitch. Yeah. Yes, that's a good oh, one. Yeah. He looks oh, like yeah. his driver's that's license. Exactly yeah. 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 Oh my god. <laughs> oh, Honestly, all right. Give your wife an extra hug today forever. Putting right. up with that, yeah. Just to, uh, to put a button in the uh, the face <laughs> thing here, Preston. Have you ever seen the comparisons between somebody you can't tell if they're in pain or, or if they're the, yeah. yeah, yeah, they do side by side photos or sneezing. Uh, well, I saw in between pain and, okay. and extreme pleasure, and, <laughs> and they were you could not tell the difference between the two. <laughs> oh All right, so anyhow, uh, you have a wave, a volcano, or an avalanche. I think. That makes that sort of makes sense to me. The lead researcher, James Faust, professor of neuroscience at Charles University in Prague, Czech Republic, uh, said the names refer to the way the pelvic floor movements appeared during uh, the buildup uh, to orgasm and the release of tension uh, at the moment. So the wave looks like undulations or successive contractions of tension and release. The avalanche... Stop oh, it. No. no. Uh, this, sorry, this one just got me, Preston. Uh, pre-lava is going to be a password idea for signing into work. Great. <laughs> yeah. Pre-lava. All right, so the avalanche rides on a higher pelvic floor tension with contractions that lower the tension downward during orgasm. The volcano 
rides on a lower pelvic floor tension, but then explodes into oh, tension and right. release uh, during the O. So. Okay, so wait, um, does it say that women will only uh, experience one of those, or can they reach they, all three, all of, them. three of them? Um, no, it's you're 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 kind of you're 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 like a one. Uh, you you favor one. You're either. So the question would have to be when you're for, uh, whether you're having up there. There are two types of orgasms a female can have. Right. A well, man in the boat. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, or a or from a spelunker. A spelunker. Or right. The, the submarine. Or, Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And so those would be two different types applied to these. Am I or am I? Talking there, my there, ass, there which is another ways. type of sex. Well, no, there are two. There, there are two ways to achieve that. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I wonder if I, having not ever had those kind of orgasms because of the different plumbing, I don't know if each can have a different sensation right. or a different or a different um, and cause one of the three. Is that what pattern you mean? Like exactly. This, yeah. right. So the data. Yeah, dude, how does it work? So let me tell you how they did this first, okay? And then I'll then I'll tell you the the tendencies uh, for ladies in the different types. So uh, for the study, fifty four women used a Bluetooth connected vibrator called the Lioness. Hmm. which detects the force of pelvic floor contractions in two sensors on its sides and sends the data to an Internet server. Uh, the women who performed the tasks at home were instructed to do this to themselves and then uh, turn the device off two minutes after they were finished. Now, were they doing this <clears throat> with their jerkmate pressed or no? I've never heard of jerkmates before, so never? I don't really oh. know. Uh-uh. Yo, ever heard of jerkmate? Um, this was repeated over several days. The data was then analyzed. Now, it showed that nearly 50% of women had the wave, 17% 17 had avalanches, and only 11% had the volcanoes. So so you're saying, and so then I would have to stand corrected now, women get one type of orgasm. It seems that way. Right, with with two different ways to get that orgasm. That I I, I don't know for sure, but yeah, yeah, that we would assume. You know what's funny is, uh, is, you know, because... Uh, when when a guy achieves that his, there, his eruption his eruption uh, his Krakatoa know, there is a there is a clear um, liquid yeah <laughs> well it's more milky but anyway uh, but he announces it like not all the time but like there's usually an announcement but like you're talking about in movies yeah 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 but the yeah. girl doesn't right Dad, but can the, I talk to you for a minute oh, but the guy when he's just what I just did. <laughs> Well, one guy in particular, when he's about to, he says, uh, uh, Santa's got to go. <laughs> Dude. Oh, you're building to that. I got Santa's going to go. Yeah. Let him go. Uh, Santa's got to go. In that very tone, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, wait, wait. and over a phone. Yeah. But right, be- right before he says it, yeah. I need you to stop talking and listen to me. <laughs> Oh, and it's over. Just beforehand. All right, I'm, I'm done. I'll see you later. I need you to stop talking and listen to me. Santa's got to go. All right, it's over. He's coming to town. <laughs> see you later. Uh, Professor, Professor Faust's team... Uh, whose findings were published. You know, sometimes we don't have a Wednesday meeting. I think we're having one today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Professor Faust's team, uh, whose findings were published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine, have now turned their attentions to the way 
uh, that these styles are experienced by women. I'm referring to Masters and uh, William Masters and Virginia Johnson, the researchers who pioneered the study of human sexual response in the 1950s. He said, we're not yet finished doing data collection, but one thing that has become apparent uh, is that Masters and Johnson's observations that women had a predominant sexual response style is being borne out with the orgasm responses that we are seeing with the lioness, which is that uh, right. um, uh, device that they're using. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, Santa's got to go. I get it. off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a way, he said this makes sense. These are adult women who have experienced these many times before, and like riding a bike or swimming, uh, there are motor patterns that have become crystallized through experience to be associated with it. And, okay. So, yeah, so, like, you, you get one type uh, because you're used to it that way. And, you know, though, and I was reading a book, um, I forget who the author was, but he was describing, you know, we we, we can never know what um, a woman feels as, as right. men. Right. We know that it's uh, presumably enjoyable, and, and nor can they go back to the way we experience it. So they're both pleasant experiences, we assume. I know I enjoy our end of the the bargain, Mm -hmm. but the actual tactile experience is something that we cannot fully understand. Yes. Yes, this is true. I couldn't, you can't wrap your mind around what would it be like? Because I, what that sensation is like. With me, not to get, there is a, there is a, um, a volcanic thing and it's, it's also a, um, a, a, uh, a water, Pump, sort of. <laughs> but you have a volcano with no lava, right? No, my yeah. lava's dried up. I'm, yeah. a, I'm, a, I'm yeah. a caldera. Well, a, a big part of, the, of that sensation, <clears throat> and, and I've bizarrely analyzed this on my own a little bit, uh, is not only what, what you're feeling in your pelvic region, uh, but there's a um, there's a uh, a dopamine uh, yes, drop absolutely, that and so that's why you get that that euphoric sensation that that that's why it feels so damn good when you when you're finished. It's meant, nature makes it that it, way it, exactly, yeah, yeah. and and it's it's to further our uh, continuing the species. I mean, it feels good, so Man, we just will, gotta go. So we will <laughs> continue to reproduce. <laughs> And then sleep. Uh, Santa's got to go. <laughs> Sleepy afterwards for men, but not for women. Which what is also uh, oh, really? Yeah, m- most women uh, evolutionarily don't feel sleepy immediately afterwards. But men but, do. But men do. Yeah. What about I didn't the? Know that. What about the almost? Im- do you guys uh, experience the hunger? Uh, uh, I like, usually eat during experience <laughs> the hunger. He's actually eating a pepperoni. Yeah. <laughs> George Costanza. Yeah. Get some salted meats. Uh, I like meat. Uh, no, I don't find myself hungry afterwards. But yeah. I mean, a little peckish afterwards. I can always eat. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so why not? Yeah. You keep you keep a lunchable on the on the. Uh... Just in case. I, I have a question out of. Oh, look! You make your own little pizza. Uh, Steve, you were talking about different types for for different genders, right? Yeah. Uh, and this is a question out of ignorance. Um, I don't know um, if you were a trans person, uh, how that changes when you go from one um, gender to another. If you fully like, medically yes, does, transition, does that, does that uh, aspect of your life, of your sex life specifically, change? Well, they move around nerves and right. stuff when they have the yeah. surgery. So, so yeah. when they when they did my prostatectomy, they they preserved the nerves so right. that you. Uh, it, it is. It's an interesting experience because it's like you're. It's everything it was before, but slightly different. Okay, okay. You and, know, you, like, and you notice that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, no, no fuss, no muss. I'll tell right. you that. You know, right, running. Right. Yeah. 
it would be interesting if you were able, because Steve, you're t- you're talking about the difference between uh, men and women and these sensations. It would be interesting to be able to experience that, to experience the other gender yeah. and what that what that is really like. I mean, Kathy, if you had a Johnson, would you, you know? Wouldn't it, right? Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> Be awesome. <laughs> yeah. does. I do helicopters all day long. <laughs> just for fun. No, I, I'll tell you what I would. It'd be any one of my activities. Having nothing to do with uh, sex, I would like to pee outside. Okay. Um, and, yeah. and it'd be it'd easy. Make it easier. Okay. Yeah. Mm, it I, is, that's yeah. one thing that you guys have to deal with that I've no seen. Clean up. The, 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 the tucking and bunching, if you're if you're out yeah. in, the, in, the, in, the, in the woods or whatever, it's a little bit more involved. Uh, just wear a hippie skirt. A skirt. Hippie skirt. Hippie skirt. That's, that's, that's a different type of yeah. girl that we haven't got to yet. <laughs> if you wear a little hippie skirt, you can do a hippie Although, skirt. Although, yeah. there, there, uh, there is a disappointment when you when you have relieved yourself and you're, you're sure it's all uh-huh. done. You're finished. You put it back in its package and zip it up and then a <laughs> little, little bit more. Dude, for real, seriously. Yeah. You couldn't get that out in the couldn't initial get run? that out. Uh-huh. And, and I, you know, I sat there. Sometimes I will shake so much that I hope that no one else yeah. is in the bathroom because right, right. they think that I'm just getting You're a doing, quickie in. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm just trying to get that You're last annoying dance done. And sure enough, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Do you I know where that's actually has happened it's after the surgery? I don't have that happen, Good really. You. Yeah, so it was not the way I wanted to achieve that. It's but not it's, a yeah. big deal. It's just a little yeah. disappointment. And, you know, so uh, here's a text that says, this is why I don't want you guys to talk with our astronauts from the camp out. Yours truly, NASA guy. <laughs> oh, what's his name? Yeah. The guy who wouldn't let us talk to Rob. the uh, International Rob. Space Station. Yeah, yeah this is why. This Listen, is this is information you can use. Right. Well, anyhow, there are three different types that ladies have, and it's because of the um, the muscles on the pelvic floor show these particular motions. A wave, a... Domenigato, Mr. Roboto. I want to lick your hiney, Kathy Romano. Was that you? That was me. No, that was, was you. Okay. No, that was not me. Uh, so, I was going to do this one. one. two, three. Uh, yeah, there are three. <laughs> okay. You have the wave, the avalanche, and the volcano. The one, two, three. <laughs> all three. Call he had all three of them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, I have another uh, thing from the sex surrogate to share with you this morning. So, I will pass this along to you. Oh, yeah. This is another study uh, that was done. Oh, yeah. All right. So, scientists in Japan discovered that the size of a man's manhood. I'll right. Tr- I'll try to be. We're being good. I think oh, we're being. Yeah, considering what we're talking about, we're being quite good. Good with the terminology. Yeah. Uh, does have a lot to do with the length of. Of your nose. Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? Uh, the team at the Kyoto Prefectural University of Medicine said that men with larger noses had, quote, a stretched penile length of at least 5.3 inches. That seems That's, a bit tiny to me. That is, so It's a Japanese study. Though, right? <laughs> Actually, it is. Okay. Uh, and they did say that they need to... They need to uh, Check with other countries as well. Uh, they, they compared. Bean is so small. This compared to men with smaller noses who had one of uh, 4.1 inches. Bean is so small. If you have a small nose. Uh, in order to gather their findings, the researchers looked at 126 men. You cannot achieve much with so small penis. With three days of. Of death. What does this what? say? You have to die for three days? And measured their different body parts. Wait a sec. Jesus. Run that back. 
Casey. That's it right yeah, there. In order to get 126 them, men mm-hmm. within three days of death. So they're measure, measuring the phallus oh, after death? Dude, that sucks. Unless, well, like, it's, <laughs> dude, they stretched it out till yeah. it almost broke. <laughs> Are they not? Anyway, let's do this on dead guys. They yeah. won't mind. Yeah. yeah. What the hell are you doing? I didn't see that when I was reading this story. I'm saying this yeah. publicly. When I die, don't do anything with, with my wiener. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know they do it. Hey, Casey, you know. <laughs> That's one thing I think. Listen, in the quiet uh, isolation of a funeral parlor's basement, wherever they do the embalming or wherever that takes place. Don't tell me I, that occasionally there's I not think, a little something, a little, it, it, for example, if someone who's is being buried and they, they're massively well endowed or they're, that, you know, somebody, is, somebody hey, will say hey, something. Come in and take a look at this. Yep. Possibly. I, I tend to think that they have a little bit more respect. You would I, hope. I, I think most. I would hope. I yes. think a, almost all of them do, but you got your... You, you, got, your you got your cut-ups. Yeah, yeah. You, you got you Eddie. Got yeah, you got, you got Eddie. In <laughs> Holy hell! You gotta come down on freaking real! He gets on the intercom in the, uh, in, the, in the mortuary. Calls everybody. He goes into one of the wake rooms. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, I know you guys... You junk! <laughs> Uh, so, anyhow, well, yeah, they, they used cadavers. Uh, they took in different factors. That seems weird. Such as height, weight, and measurements of uh, the men's units. Mm. In order to measure uh, it, they stretched it out as far as it would go. It is so small. Wow. That seems ridiculous. Okay, so what is ridiculous, and Steve, you watched the last Jackass movie. Yes, I Oh, is boy, they yeah. They took um, Chris Pontius. They took his... And they smashed it between two pieces of glass. Yeah. Uh, a lot, Kathy, a lot like uh, they'll do for a, a mammogram. mammogram. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it was insane how flat they made it and how much he said it It didn't hurt. Wow. He's like, okay. surprisingly, this is not painful. I would, I would think this, what they're conducting here on these cadavers, were you alive, that would be quite painful. Yeah. And these numbers have to be wrong. Four point one uh, inches. That seems quite weird. Now, they, like people would talk about Adrian Brody and um, Jackie Bam, Jackie Bam Bam, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, for the potential of huge junk. And and so you're saying there? Yeah. There's... So, so I, I think even subliminally, some women might see feet, men. hands, nose are always, I yeah. think, correlated but with. This study did um, dispel. Uh, it, it debunked the the foot thing. Interesting. Yeah. So that that definitely is not related. They found. Oh. Um, yeah. They they said uh, scientists think compared this uh, the length. So uh, they stretched out as far as ago. Scientists think compared this length to different body parts, including the feet, which had no links to the size of the penis. I was just going to say uh, tighter, shorter shorts for men are uh, more in style now, and mm-hmm. you can just. Pretty much see everything <laughs> yeah. at this point. Yeah. Like, it was- is that part of the the modus operandi for for guys who obviously are packing? I don't know, but like, I saw one and I was like, "This is like I, I felt like how you guys say like if there's cleavage, you can't not look. Yeah. Like that's how I felt. Like, and I wasn't looking to to be like, "Ooh, look at this guy." Like, it's I was just like, there. I can't not look Ooh. at your balls bulging out of your shorts. <laughs> By the way. Uh- <laughs> Text came in, says, Steve, you'll like this. I'm a critical care nurse. You better believe that we pull someone to the room when we got a Monster Johnson on our hands. <laughs> I knew it. Listen, that's fine as long as you don't 
Yeah, that's fine. Just taking a look. Yeah, you know, you, you, if, if you're there, you're you're interceding on on behalf of the of the patient. I think you're owed a a, a peek if you yeah. want. Yeah, yeah. I think you can even like draw faces on it. I would think do a tie fighter that the the ill or deceased would probably like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, before they go off into the yeah, great okay. beyond, cast yeah. off that mortal coil, yeah. knowing that someone someone had the decency to play with their junk in the final minutes. Well, and it's like, well, I'm not saying play with it, but to admire it. You know, it's like when they... Look at the size of this one. When when people conjecture when someone passes, yeah. well, they would have wanted it this way. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> of course. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. <laughs> Do not... No, no. I'm not no. saying not to. T- I'm not saying play with it. I'm not saying make a little hand puppet out yeah. of it or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, look at me! <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, the butt? Can they do play? They play no. with your butt. No. Okay. What part no. of your body can we play with when you're dead? None. Okay. So you know zero. my deal. You got to cut me in half yeah. and put um, uh, uh, dip in my mouth. Yeah, you leave your mouth That's open. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We're going to yeah, and put dip in your mouth. Eat guacamole. Yeah. You know nobody's going to actually eat that guacamole, though, Steve. It's absolutely, there's going to be like a little, be- like a saran wrap thing, so okay. it's not like my mouth. Are you kidding? We're all going to have to. <laughs> if it's in my w- final w- wishes. Seriously. Yeah. We've worked together so long. We're like a family. You mean to tell me you're not going to eat guacamole? out of Steve's dead mouth. <laughs> We're going to read the, from the will. Steve asks that you play with his dead penis and eat guacamole out of his mouth. By the way, the... Uh, I'm looking forward to the funeral now. I mean, I don't want you to go, but... Yeah. The study author of this penis study said, although our results are useless for forensic pur- purposes, understanding the growing process of penis or facial features may be very important for extrapolating Fatal androgen levels and following male genital functions. So the uh, there's a correlation between no size and yeah. and testosterone. Oh, that I don't know. Andro- androgen, Maybe. right? I don't know. I don't I know. know. Uh, but they they said that uh, it's important to note this study was just done on Japanese men and was from a small pool of people. This means that a bigger sample would need to be tested to garner an accurate representation of penis and nose size. Mm. So they're working on it. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Our Just, finest minds. Yeah. Yeah. It's a work in progress. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's the last segment All right. uh, for the sex surrogate. You guys like that? Yeah. yeah. All right. Santa's got to go. Oh. Yeah, I know somebody who didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, Santa's got to go. <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. And Bizarre File Stories are up next, as well as a quick stop on Fox 29. Good day. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Want to see something funny? Uh, Or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So I don't know how this is going to work. Because uh, Marissa is normally here. What we do, she's uh, she's still off. Uh, we have this. Uh, she is on the phone with a producer uh, at Fox 29. And she will be standing to the side, and she'll give me, like, you know, a 30-second right. uh, signal, and then a 10-second signal. And then like I they just, do in TV. And then I just kind of vibe it in <clears throat> until I hear uh, them uh, come live down the line, because I turn up this little fader here, and then uh, we'll be able to hear them. I don't know where Casey is. And perhaps he's doing in touch with Fox? Big body's going big body. Oh, oh okay. no, he's just going to the bathroom. 
He just walked in. So how do we know when we're uh, going on the air? Uh, Normally, Marissa is uh, talking to them. Um, And so are are we doing anything like that? Yeah, I have no indication. No idea. Hey, hey, wait, I'm going to phone call. Ah, there you go. All right, good Ah. thing you were done going potties. So, uh, and the music means we're going on Fox How about that? I think right now. Yep. It's 556. Preston's team been on vacation. It seemed like forever, but now they're back. Welcome back, guys. Good to be back. Good to be back. Yeah. Uh, All right. So we found this couple yesterday. They put it on the Internet that they sleep in the same bed, but they have separate blankets. I absolutely understand why, you know, temperature differences and stuff like that. Uh, Steve, how about you? Well, I sleep in a separate bed, so I, yeah, but I, I, I buck the system. I sleep on top of the sheets and the uh, the bed cover, and I use a blanket. I, I do not like to be bundled and cocooned up. So, yes, I have my I own blankets. The same thing. There I you go. lay on top of the... We could sleep together, Mike. <laughs> we absolutely could. Like and before. I have a weighted blanket on top of me. Yeah. Really? Okay, so I do the same thing as Steve. My wife and I have slept in separate beds for 20 years yes. probably now. Uh, and so I have my, my own blankie. I have my <laughs> own... Uh, but more important, though, are the pillows to me. I am like a six-pillow mm-hmm. guy. Uh, mm-hmm. I need... Four minimum, absolutely, but uh, six is preferred because then you get uh, you can you can swap out your warm pillows and cold. pillows. And you have a special night. configuration, don't you? I do. Uh, one between my legs, two at my head, one that my arm lays on. Then I have two over here that are cooling off uh, <laughs> through the night, and then I switch them over. Yeah. <laughs> Where between your legs is this up in the crotchal region? It's uh, it stretches from uh, crotch to knees. Yes, it's to aerate okay. the cojones. Side. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. that? Because you're on your side, Yeah, right? I, I'm a side you're... sleeper. I absolutely am yeah. a side sleeper, yeah, so I always do that. But I don't have the... Bl- I do the I, same thing. I don't have a... Well, we can sleep together then, uh, Karen. Um, yeah, like, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Mike, they, Mike and Steve. They actually sell, and we right. talked about it on the show, there's a thing for uh, bustier women who, when they sleep on the side. Kathy, we talked about it. That is a device that goes between the uh, the breast that keeps, stops... Sweatiness, like if you're sleeping on your side, same concept. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. It's a device. <laughs> Trust me. We yeah. talked about it. I, I like to have two on the um, when you're on your side, so one between your legs, one under, like like you would say, like between your arms on the front, underneath your head, and then two behind you. So when you swap sides and roll over, you wow. can have the exact same configuration. You guys are meant for each yeah. other. Yeah. 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 It should have been. If you were to sleep together, you could keep cycling the pillows through. Yeah. 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 Totally. And, it, and, and there's a temperature thing. Uh, I never thought about the separate blankets, but that's kind of a good idea. Yeah. It is a good idea. She's a germaphobe. <laughs> well, no, but like different well, I, body temperatures, I think that would work. And people blanket steel. Like sometimes right. my kids will sneak in bed and they totally blanket steel. And they keep unwrapping me and then I'm freezing because they keep cocooning. So you need separate blankets so they have their own one. They don't steal the blanket off of you. Uh, that you is wind up there shivering. unforgivable. Blanket stealing cannot be tolerated. I agree. Yeah. No. They should be uh, de- deported. <laughs> what about Nick? <laughs> I, uh, well, I'm like President Steve. I sleep in a separate bed from my girlfriend. But, but Mike, she uses right. the weighted blanket, and she loves it. She can't sleep yeah. without the, the weighted blanket. But I, I find that to be too oppressive. I've tried it. And it's to me, like, it, fe- right? it feels like it's suff- uh, suffocating. Yeah, so I'm not a weighted Mine's blanket a guy. a 25-pounder. Yeah, oh, really? Five yeah. pounds? We have one of those. The cat yeah. sleeps on it. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, is Casey there today? Yep. Yeah, I'm here, and uh, I don't do this, but I think I love this idea because, you know, my wife and I sleep in the same bed, but we go to bed at different times, so 
A lot yeah. of times if I go to bed after her, uh, she has all the blank, And then I have to, like, do this, like, ginger pull the blanket from her without waking her up, which never works. Yeah. <laughs> you so, should just magician her right off the bed. Yeah, because she'll just, like, kind of be, like, all wrapped up. So, yeah, I love this idea. That do way it. I could just have my blanket that I sleep with, and then I don't have to wake her up. Okay. We've decided. We yeah. like this idea. We fixed this. I, I agree. Yeah. I yeah. think it's a great idea. Absolutely. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you, guys. guys. We'll see you later. Okay. Uh, so we did the traffic thing. That means we can now do the bizarre file thing. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. No. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All righty. Let's begin. We will start with a follow-up story. Glenn Hirsch, the man accused of killing a food delivery worker in Queens for duck sauce. You remember, remember this guy? Oh, Just yeah. a couple weeks ago. Found dead inside his apartment on Friday. An attorney for Hirsch confirmed that Hirsch was found inside his apartment after he failed to show up to court. And according to the attorney, he committed suicide by shooting himself. So uh, there was a whole bunch of mental stuff going oh, on yeah. there. He this was, guy was he was guy. hoarding duck sauce. By the way, when he killed that person, he had like a, a whole stockpile of duck sauce at his house. The 51-year-old had been charged with stalking and murdering Zhuan Yan, a delivery worker, after a series of complaints over duck sauce. And the murder has been since referred to as the duck sauce killer case. Yeah. and Coming he, soon to law and order. Uh, he was released on $500,000 bail in June, ordered to house arrest. Uh, he was found dead on his couch, wearing rubber gloves, with the gun in his hand. A radio was loudly blaring music, and the couch had been wrapped in plastic. What an wow. elegant life. Yeah. Um <laughs> All right, if you were to kill somebody over over sauce, not saying you would, what sauce would you kill over? Wow. Yeah, Chick-fil-A And I think sauce. I know, I, Chick-fil-A, I <laughs> yeah. assume, right? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I think it's my favorite sauce. But if it were something like, oh, no, man, would sour cream be considered? I don't know. No. I'll have to think about that. <laughs> that I'll get killing somebody that. for sour cream is ridiculous. <laughs> but sour cream's pretty awesome. I know. All right, anyhow. Uh, Hirsch was uh, found dead, like I said, workers at the Great Wall Restaurant in Forest Hills where Yan had worked have said that Hirsch repeatedly harassed them over the amount of duck sauce he received in an order in November. Hirsch allegedly made threatening remarks to employees, damaged one car, one's car, and pulled a firearm in another, and eventually ended up shooting and killing uh, Zhuan Yan. So this clearly was not just about duck sauce. He was, other issues going on in this guy's life. He was deranged enough to kill somebody right. over that, so yeah, but he took his own life. Uh, the NYPD is searching for five suspects who allegedly attacked a man with frying pans in Manhattan. Police say that around 2 a.m. on July 21st, the 34-year-old victim was arguing with someone, and that's when police say the group of suspects came up. Two of them began hitting the victim with what appeared what appeared to be frying pans. Uh, the suspects kill someone. managed to escape with $220 in cash, credit cards, and documents. The victim was taken to New York City Health and Hospitals in stable condition with injuries to his head and knee. By the way, some of the there, there's a whole great thing with frying pans in the movie Tangled. It's just oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's excellent. Uh, the suspects all got away and are still on the loose. There was approximately $1,200 worth of charges made on the victim's credit cards after they were stolen. So they are looking for these guys. In Kansas, on Monday morning, a woman called 911 to report she found her nephew's body in a pen. Mm. And she told dispatchers that she thought a buffalo had killed him. Uh, the report comes a day after a deputy was seriously injured after being charged by a buffalo. 
The sheriff is investigating to see if the same buffalo or different animals attacked the men. Thought you got rid of me, didn't you? <clears throat> After getting the call, deputies and EMS went to where the woman said her nephew was. They found the man's body in a row of trees ah. uh, about a quarter of a mile north of where the deputy was injured. The victim was 50-year-old Scott Schroeder. Uh, he was the owner of more than 20 buffalo kept at the location. Uh, the sheriff said that they are waiting for an autopsy report, but the coroner, coroner's a preliminary cause of death is that he be, had been uh, gored by an animal. Jeez. The injury to the deputy happened on Sunday night. 911 received a call about a buffalo on a Kansas highway. The deputy responded and found the animal. He tried to get it to return to pasture, and that's when the buffalo suddenly charged him. He was seriously injured. It's go time. <laughs> a deputy arrived just as the animal was attacking the deputy and was able to put it down. He un- underwent surgery and is now in stable condition. Uh, the sheriff said both incidents are still under investigation. You've, you've obviously seen, when you see them up close, oh my God. you realize... How insanely gigantic they are! I was at a uh, I was at a, a nature preserve or a uh, uh, yeah a wildlife preserve one time, and we had uh, uh, this uh, vehicle that we could get into right, with, right, right. with the animals, and they would come up and you could feed them. And so we were feeding these huge animals, like these Watusi that had right. these huge horns, and they just looked gigantic. All these animals <clears> are <throat> gathering around, and then a a buffalo wandered over. <laughs> All of them left. Left. Immediately. They yeah. just they got really? the hell out of there. Those <laughs> things ruled the roost. They're just massive. Yeah. I mean, they're just so big. So all right. So meth is legal now. Yay! That's what Enzo Cardoza advised Florida cops who caught him with a glass pipe in his lips attempting to light up early yesterday in St. Petersburg it's in an alley. Okay, it's legal. It's legal now. Yeah. <laughs> Upon spotting police, uh, Cardoza began walking away, but not before declaring that meth is legal now. And Why he, are you rousting me? He did not offer further details as to when lawmakers legalized the use of the highly addictive stimulant. As it turns out, however, meth possession is still a crime. As such, Cardoza was busted on a felony drug possession charge and misdemeanor count of resisting police. He was booked into the county jail. At his time, he was uh, free on bond in connection with his arrest in late May for possession of meth and drug paraphernalia. So this guy thinks he's like a political prisoner because this is completely legal. Yep. And they're incarcerating me, Lloyd. (laughs) Thank you. Lloyd. So uh, is this art or is it trolling? Uh, Australian artist Matthew Griffin debuted a work that he titled Pickle. It is a single slice of pickle that he plucked from a McDonald's cheeseburger and chucked it onto the white ceiling of a gallery space. And it stuck. And uh, it allegedly never fell from that spot. Uh, the work, which was recently shown at Michael Lett, a New Zealand gallery that hosted the former Cucumber at its show called Hosting Fine Arts in uh, Sydney. Uh, Griffin is an artist known for starting conversations on the perceived pretentiousness of the art oh, world. So he mocks this kind of art. You mock, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no. I noticed, by the way, you're doing this story and wearing a pickle T-shirt. I yeah, am. You I, are. Did you guys like my pickle shirt? I like I your pickle T-shirt. I had, I had this made, by the way. Oh, I designed it myself. Wow. It says, "It says I'll take your pickles because <laughs> yes. I love pickles. pickles." All right. So anyhow. Uh, so he uses comedy as a starting point to discuss serious issues like health and dental care for freelance artists in Australia, for example. According, it's not funny! according to the gallery, <laughs> <laughs> this most recent work is intentionally designed to question what art has value and what art does not. Yes. If you're hoping to see the work or maybe shell out a ten thousand dollars, 
uh, for the work. Uh, unfortunately, the How show get it? closed on July 30th. Oh, so right. there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Hey, a reminder that we have a secret text word. Chance to win a $50 Buffalo Wild Wings gift card. So text word secret to 39333. But it looks like Casey's giving me something to give away outside of that right now. I have a copy of Elvis on digital starring Tom Hanks and Austin Butler and directed by Boz Lerman. So we'll take caller number 19. Cool. 215-263-WMMR. Elvis will take your breath away with stunning sets, beautiful costumes, and everyone's favorite Elvis Presley songs. The film is now on digital, and that is what we are giving. Caller number 19. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. We had a story the other day uh, about this couple in Greece, and they got ripped off from this restaurant that has done this before. We had it in the Bizarre File where they, you know, went in to just order a beer and, and some oysters or something. They get like a $400 tab or something yeah. ridiculous, and they, they're, it's a total scam. It's 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 gone national global yeah. reporting on this place. And apparently, a lot of people have encountered this same sort of ripoff. Well, that's not the only ripoff out there. Uh, there are super duper expensive <laughs> meals, and there's one that went uh, viral recently, I guess. Uh, and um, it's in Montauk, which is uh, Kathy's home away from home now. <laughs> that's right. You're there almost every weekend, right? Uh, no, in Montauk, no, no. We we just go for uh, a, a week vacation. That's oh. where we do our family vacation. Okay. Yeah. We talk about Montauk a lot. I, yeah, I mean, it's. I grew up going there. I love it there. Well, apparently, uh, there are, there's a place, there's, a, there's an Instagram video making the rounds that shows an order of chicken fingers and french fries that's $90. <laughs> for one person? No, so it's well. It's supposed to Kathy's be like Kathy's had it actually. No, I, I didn't. I thought you said you had it. No, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't have it. But I know. I know about this place that that's in Montauk. So it's Steve. It's supposed to be at a shared plate, and I think it was like sixteen chicken yes, fingers. You get sixteen chicken fingers, and like if you, but you. So the person who posted this Instagram video, you can see the actual. Like they ordered it, you can see right. the actual plate. Like it's. It wouldn't even be enough fries for us in this room. No kidding. And sixteen mm. chicken fingers. It was ninety. Ninety bucks. It's at a place called the the Montauk Beach House. Yeah, okay. so it, it's a it's a motel. There's most of the the places to stay there are motels. Um, so this is one of them. Uh, it's a trendy spot where like you don't have to be staying at the motel to go to. You can actually go to their pool and hang out for the day. It's like one of those places where all the young kids go, take their Instagram photos and and right. post it. Um, and so the, you can like hang out. You can you can get like little areas that you sit around a table that's near the pool. You order food, drinks, all that. And ninety dollar chicken. So fingers. this is a motel, not a hotel. Yeah. So most places in Montauk are motels. Okay. And they're charging ninety bucks for chicken fingers and fries at a motel. Yeah. Ninety, 90 bucks. Oh, so what would an average order of chicken fingers when you when you order chicken fingers you get about about six? Yeah, five or six. Yeah. Get some French fries. What? Six bucks? Something like that? Eight bucks? No, they usually right. Yeah. Listen. the... This year especially... You should, should be getting 60 then. This year especially, the prices there were astronomical. It was absolutely ridiculous. My cousin ordered her son uh, buttered noodles. I am I am not kidding you. Seventeen ninety five. Oh, my God. For buttered noodles? Buttered noodles. You know what, though? As we're saying this, as we're, as we're speaking about this, if you think about it, Ed, you could, if you go to a sporting event... Oh, yeah. 
You, yeah. If you, if you were to buy something that had 16 chicken fingers in yeah. it, it would be up there. I bet you'd be 50, 60, 50 bucks. You know, probably, you're right. right? You're right. Because I have. I've spent, you know, when we've had events and stuff comes up a little short and I'm trying to take care of the people. If we, you know, they've come out for an event that we're having and we have a suite or whatever. Uh, yeah, you're right. It can be right. that high. So, and the, obviously, I mean, food costs have gone up, but. Chicken <laughs> fingers, like think about what they're making on the chicken fingers or the seventeen ninety five mm-hmm. buttered noodles. Like, yeah, what? I mean, we I, get uh, a chicken finger platter. Actually, uh, it's like a oh god, chicken cutlets. That's what the word is, cutlets. Uh, that feeds an entire party. There's a place near me called a Cut Above, and yeah. like that platter feeds an entire party, and that's ninety dollars. And I'm looking at a picture of these chicken fingers. They look like your standard, standard, nothing special about them. Pulled right out of the freezer, chicken fingers. Uh huh. Chicken fingers. Chicken so, fingers. A quick question: What's the new place that's uh, all the rage? Uh, that is raising cane. Raising cane. It is a chicken finger specific. Fast food restaurant? Yeah. 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 All right. So what? what is it? Do we know? I, apparently the cane sauce is, is amazing. All right. Uh, it's like uh, in press, uh, I, I had. Uh, I'd like to try it. Yeah, I know. Me too. Because <laughs> they say it's around they, here? They, yeah, they yeah. just opened one in uh, University City. Are they open at like 830 in the morning, for example? Or it's just uh, a quick drive over? I'm not really sure. But press, uh, I had said we'll that. We'll give the, you free commercials. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Oh, wait, that's illegal. Oh, the Chick-fil-A sauce is the number one fast food sauce. And somebody was saying you got to try the cane sauce. All right. Well, listen, Steve did bring, and you did, this may open up a can of Steve. We had the story about the duck sauce killer just a little while ago. Yeah. And you said. What sauce <laughs> would be worth taking a human life taking over? a human life for? And uh, that's a good question. So yeah. th- I must try this cane sauce if it is supposedly anybody looking up the, uh, the uh, store hours. One that uh, that that might be worth uh, killing a human being over. And listen, it's not something we would do without putting some thought into it. Right. We have to exactly. taste it first before we yeah. murdered someone. Yeah. No, but I am looking up their prices. So uh, a dish, a six chicken finger dish. It comes with French fries and some other stuff. Uh, coleslaw is. Fifteen nineteen. I'm sorry. Say that again. How many fingers? Six. Six chicken fingers, fries, and coleslaw is fifteen dollars. Sauces, yeah. That's still a, that's a raising case. That's, that's, that's pricey. That's... It's not ninety dollars, yeah. but you, you, yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's see. How many? Six, twelve, eighteen. So roughly, if you if you ordered three of those, you're talking about uh, forty five dollars, right? Uh, and this is ninety dollars for sixteen chicken fingers. <laughs> you know, it's half. It's double the price. This is stupid, man. This uh, so the 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 Montauk <laughs> Beach House. So the guy who is the food and beverage director, uh, Giannis uh, Papagiani. I make a chicken finger. Uh, maintain that the price of the dish is quote not even close to competitors, but that the chicken fingers are a, quote an amenity that the venue offers on certain occasions. Oh come on, mm-hmm. get the hell uh, out of here! Special today. <laughs> yeah, today chicken is finger. a chicken finger day. <laughs> we'll also be uh, putting out bowls of pretzels right. because it's a special day. <laughs> so Raising Cane's opens at ten o'clock. There Glasses are... of water for everyone on Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god! They open at ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. They're three point eight miles away. We should probably send somebody there for research. Know, Do you man. think? Research uh, purposes. Yeah, I, I think I yes. don't need to have it, but you know. No, I know, I know, but the other scientists the in the room. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> they do. Uh, so, by the way, Papagiani, uh, the food and beverage director here, said, explained that the chicken fingers 
are not on the regular menu, but offered for certain VIP guests at oh, get select the times. Get the hell out of here. I can't. Mick Jagger's here. Break out the chicken <laughs> Oh, there's a great chicken fingers. $90. <laughs> I mean, chicken fingers, I feel like, are overrated. Uh, chicken, I uh, love chicken fingers. But chicken cutlets, I... Can wholly get behind. Oh, I no, love I, chicken. I go cutlets. the other way. See, I'd take a chicken finger I'm over a finger chicken over cutlet. a cutlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. They, finger they, me any day. Yeah, yeah. don't cutlet me. <laughs> but when they finger me, when they pulverize, not pulverize it, when they uh, tenderize, tenderize it, they flatten it, it out. Yeah, yeah that's, yes. I will that's take the a very right flat. I love, I do love chicken cutlets. I lo- I really love chicken fingers. Uh, but there, I know what you're talking about. If someone makes the chicken cutlets very flat, mm-hmm. uh, those are very good as well. So, in comparison to other local hotspots like uh, Durea's Lobster Deck, Durea's Lobster Deck, and Bounce Beach Montauk, uh, the price is staggering. Uh, Durea's chicken fingers go for $19 an order, while Bounce is slightly cheaper at $18 an order. So, those also, those two places are, like, by the way, these are places that we don't even go to when we're there, but those are also very trendy spots. Like, Bounce is if you you guys would be so annoyed if you even saw it. Like it's just they literally built it, I think, and designed it for Instagram, basically. That's oh. so the whole. What is it? Was it? Is it Gurney's or what's the name of the place? Gur- yeah, Gurney's, Gurney's is, is Gurney's. Gurney. Everyone Where they make Gurney's. those faces. But it, that's one of the legendary upper crusty. Yeah. <laughs> what's that face for? It's Gurney's. Now Durier's Lobster Deck. That's been there for years, um, but they sort of have gone a little bit more upscale in recent years. Durier sells a ninety-seven dollar. Lobster cob salad. Yes. If you really want to spend it. What do you think? $7. What's the most you've ever spent on like one actual menu item? And it's got to be, for me, it's got to be some sort of a... $5,000 for one chicken finger. No, it's got to be some sort of a steak at like a high-end steak restaurant. Yeah, I went to, what's the really... Awesome steak, uh, and Singer, Barclay Prime. Barclay Prime. Yeah, I went there, uh, and but we were we were taken to dinner there by a uh, like a record person or something like that who was buying dinner for us. So I did not pay for it. Yes, but that was probably the priciest cut of meat, if I recall. Okay. How much do you remember? I don't remember. It was like you know, it was probably over a hundred dollars, you know, something Ooh. like that. So. Yeah, I remember uh, we for your son's birthday last year. I think that might have been the Gordon most- Ramsay's restaurant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was uh, that was a special night. So we splurged. Yes, and you should splurge if you can do it every now and then. Mm-hmm. But it's sometimes, I mean, to, to drop close to 100 bucks for chicken fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, there, we do have the list of the most expensive dishes and tasting menus in the world. All right. If you would like to get a little fl- flavor of that world. Maybe guys. it'll make these chicken fingers seem a little bit more affordable. Uh, you have the Kyoto Kicho Arashiyama in Kyoto, Japan. They have a prefix menu that is $599.49. So there are several prefix menus to choose from. I do like doing the prefix menus. That's kind of fun. Uh, But for the uh, costliest option, um, uh, you won't leave hungry as the meal's at least 10 courses. Oh, well, that that makes sense then. And features rounds of sashimi, grilled and steamed food, rice, pickled vegetables, and desserts, to name a few. A 10-course meal. Now, it's still 500. It's... It's heavy duty, but ten courses. I when I have been to you know some trendier restaurants, some uh, some ones that 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 tend to be the top of right. uh, of the food chain at the time. Right, there have been on occasion, and and I don't mind smaller plates, but there have been occasion where I'm like, really, man, like mm-hmm. like 
Ultra. Just like one mouthful. Yeah. That's one of your dishes. Yeah. yeah I don't like, dig that. Come on. Mm-hmm. No. And, and I, my and, chicken and, fingers? And I get tapas style where, yeah. where everything is going to be smaller. Sure. And, and you get like, you know, 15 yeah. of those. But I, I went to one really, really pricey. And, and I was like, I left very underwhelmed. Not at the taste. But at the amount of food that I got, I, it's a big pompous thing. A lot yeah. of some of the, the more, and I, I, I tend to not eat at those places. A because they're wildly expensive, but B because I, I'm not my palate is not that cultivated. Mm. But Jesus, you know, they, they, it's more about how they're swirling the the sauce or whatever the, yeah, presentation, the presentation over the uh, restaurants. Guy Savoy uh, Monet in Paris. Uh, the prefix menu is uh, five hundred thirty six dollars. Oh, did I start with the most expensive one? No, I don't mm. think so. Did yeah, you? you're right. No, I didn't. I don't know why these are in these are in no particular order. Mm-hmm. Go in the order. Uh, you disappoint the audience. So the prefix menu of up to 13 courses described as a feast of textures, colors, and flavors. Uh, the price does not include drinks, however. It's five hundred and thirty-six dollars. Yeah, tag that on. You, you know, when you talk about meals that you didn't, we, my my wife and I were in uh, on Vancouver Island, one of the best vacations we ever took, and so we're at a Fairmount Hotel, and they have. High tea. Now, we were just thinking, you know, being the idiots that we are, oh, this is tea time. We already had lunch, but we're going to go back for tea time and have mm-hmm. tea and, uh, you know, a, a lady finger or, you know, a little yeah. a cookie. Yeah. That'll be wonderful. No. High tea is a full multi-course meal. Oh, really? Yeah. I that's the that. That's the way they were serving it. Yes. Yeah, sandwiches and all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, Jesus. Um, here is, uh, let's see, so the one in uh, Paris, you get, uh, uh, for the hundreds of dollars, you enjoy duck, lobster, and artichoke soup with black truffles in addition to other delightful dishes. You guys like duck? No. Uh, yeah. Never had it. Yeah. It's uh, a little greasier, Casey, yeah. than, a, than a chicken. Yeah. It's got, there's a, if, if you, if they, have, chicken. if they have skin on it, there's a lot don't of fat. Don't even bring yeah. that to me. I don't want to hear about it. All right. Sorry, Gene. Ronald. <laughs> Liam. Well, Chelsea. I forgot this was still happening. Uh, it's going to go on for years. Yeah. There were five yeah. million chickens that yeah. were killed in that fire. Through a fraction of them. Yeah. But they will be honored. Gene Simmons is reading the names of every chicken that was killed in that fire. Absolutely. Yeah, five million of them. Petey. <laughs> Dexter. Uh, all right. There's a restaurant, Masa, in New York. Uh, and its dinner menu is $595. What do you think routinely is going to present to you the most expensive menu? Would it be a top-level sushi place or a top-level... I was thinking more French. French? Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm not really Ooh sure. Ooh la la. Yeah. Um, the menu changes regularly. Expect to be served only the <laughs> finest Japanese cuisine. Carefully crafted by, crafted by chef uh, Masayoshi... Takayama. We have a very small penises. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, they offer uh, uh, the dining's a little different than ordering sushi as a midnight snack, but spicy tuna rolls one of the most popular late night takeout orders around the country. Uh, so yeah, that's going to cost five hundred some odd dollars. All right. So in Shanghai, there's a place called Ultraviolet. These are the most expensive meals in the world, by the way. Eight hundred and seventy-two dollars if you want to have dinner there. <laughs> Uh, and it's a 20-course meal. comes with theme music for every course, oh. as well as light shows. <laughs> All on. guests at the table are I'll bring a flashlight to McDonald's. The same food at the same time. Uh, and so if you want to head to China, they said that it <laughs> is a part of a life-changing trip if you would like to go. Yes, it'll cost. make you uh, impoverished. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, is my yeah. life changed. It's over. I can't afford I my can't bills anymore. I'm broke. 
Uh, you have the Burger Brasserie in okay. Las in Las Vegas. I'm a, I'm a burger dude. Uh, well, the Kobe Beef and Maine Lobster Burger will set you back seven hundred and seventy seven dollars for seven hundred and seventy bucks for a burger. Yeah, the burger has pancetta, goat cheese, seared foie gras, arugula, Maine lobster, and one hundred year old aged balsamic paired with a BLT salad. Hundred year old age balsamic. When they, when they do that type of thing, like a fifty year old bottle of wine, or like that, to me, it seems like a gimmick. Like, how much better can a hundred year old balsamic vinegar be, right. vinegar be than a five year old? I know, you know, right. So this also comes with a bottle of rosé Dom Perignon champagne. All right. so, um, so that's you know going to add to it as well. So you do get that little thing. Sometimes they'll have you know a diamond encrusted. Mm, chicken nuggets. Napkin holder or whatever. Uh, These are diamond-encrusted chicken fingers. In New York, Serendipity 3 okay. has the Golden Opulence Sunday for $1,000. No. Thousand, <laughs> so this is clearly one of those ones that are festooned with um, gold, right? Gold leaves and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, so uh, the in this dish, Tahitian vanilla ice cream made with Madagascar vanilla bean... Is covered in 24 karat gold leaf, <laughs> specialty chocolates, Parisian candied fruits. Right this way, Mr. Elliott. Uh, truffles, caviar. <laughs> Your heavenly hash is waiting. And more. Snoopy. Uh, a Sunday of business. <laughs> Not. <laughs> oh, that'll be a hoot. <laughs> uh, a Sunday of this magnitude isn't served in a simple glass dish, but rather a uh, Baccarat crystal bowl. That you can take home as a souvenir. So oh, there you well, go. there you go. And you can order. You have to order it at least 48. But that's no big deal. I went to a place where uh, I you could take home the menu. It's all uh, the best places to bass fish in Canada. Yeah. 48 hours in advance. By the way, I watched an episode of, uh, is it Man vs. Food? Yeah. Uh, the guy that eats all, you know, the huge. Yes, yes. Well, they were doing a Philly episode. He went to Tony Luke's. There's like this freaking five-pound sandwich that they make at Tony Luke's, and he ate it. Freaking Tony Luke's. <laughs> but there was an ice cream joint that they featured on there in Philadelphia. Oh, my God. Oh. It looked amazing. It, it wasn't uh, like, was it, it the one on Market Street in Old City? It might be. These guys had like old-timey mustaches, like old DeBella mustaches. <laughs> Is you know, it the Franklin? curly Q mustaches. It, it's not it wasn't DeBella. Franklin Fountain? It might have been. Yeah. Um, but wow. That like they make everything there from scratch. All the all the whipped cream and all the stuff. I really want but they had one. Wow. They had a special um uh dish that he ate. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah that's gotta be it. Franklin Fountain. Uh but they had I, I forgot what it was called. I forgot what it was he that he ate, but I I would like to have one. Did you have you ever been here? No. This it's a really cool place to go to. I would like to go to yeah. there's always a line. Oh, is I there don't so? Like that. Do, yeah. Okay, but everything, absolutely everything in the establishment is made there. Yeah, and it's really good. I mean, Kathy's right. Like, it's delicious stuff. It's it's pricey, and you're paying a bit for the experience. But I don't care. I you guys know ice cream is yeah. my. That's my. Would brand. you spend a thousand dollars? No. No, I would not. Hell no, I would not. No, come on. No. These delicious ice cream were. You got that heavenly hash that Nick gave you. But <laughs> I, I did <laughs> try to kill you. It's in the freezer. <laughs> I tried to kill you. Yeah, I have some that tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get back to this list of other most expensive dishes in the world. Wait, everyone, everyone, Mr. Elliot is here. Well, hang on. Let me go to, uh, real quick, I'm going to go to Mike, who works in the restaurant industry, wants to talk about some of these high-end prices. Hey, Mike, good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Ed. How are you today? Good morning, buddy. I'm good. So what uh, What can you what uh, can you shed some light on here? 
So a couple quick things. Um, first off, working in the industry and like pricing out food and that kind of thing. Um, if we're paying, say, $10 a pound for chicken wings, um, that means six wings to a customer are going to be about 15 to 20 bucks. Okay. Um, we got to make at least a triple return on an item in order to pay salaries, kitchen cooks are making between... Yeah. You got to pay the people that are putting this together for you, sure. Mike. Is, is that is right. that a standard um, way of reckoning this, or has it uh, gotten a little out of whack of late with the prices going up? Well, so it's gone out of whack, but there's there's other things that restaurants do. So, like hand cut French fries cost nothing to make. Yeah. So, a, an order of like a six ounce order of French fries. Hand cut, including labor, costs a restaurant about a buck, but the average price is about six, seven dollars. But then they turn around and they sell a chicken breast on a salad for five bucks, and the cost in that chicken breast is about three, four bucks. Okay, all right. So they they they, they kind of every restaurant kind of makes up in certain ways. Okay, so, so what about okay. ninety dollars? For how many chicken fingers was it? Sixteen. Sixteen chicken fingers. Sixteen chicken fingers. That's ridiculous. Yes, Dude, that's <laughs> that's just absolutely ridiculous. But Preston, as a connoisseur, mm. I'm going to recommend that you go to Alinea in Chicago. Ooh, okay. Um, one of the most amazing restaurants in the world. Uh, research the chef. Uh, he lost his palate through cancer. Oh. Um, and and then redeveloped his palate. Whoa. Um, like uh, amazing, amazing courses. Um, What's the cuisine, Mike? Uh, cost cost is uh, no the, cu- the cuisine of, the, of this restaurant. People, for the name of the restaurant's Alinea. Okay. Um, and uh, cost per persons it, per person is about three hundred bucks, and okay. that's not including any beverage. Steve was asking um, what, what what the cuisine is. Oh, cuisine all over the place. Okay. Uh, like, uh, I, I, it's hard to describe, but we got, uh, when we had dessert, one of the dessert courses was a fruit roll-up kind of compote made into a helium-filled balloon with a sponge sugar string. <laughs> the, <laughs> the entire Jesus thing was um, There was a bouquet of <laughs> herbs hanging from the ceiling above a candle that we thought that was like instead of a flower or whatever six course came around they brought out a broth they cut the bouquet off the thing it had been toasting under the candle for the entire evening they ground it up and put it into the broth that was a soup course so, so like, it's it's a, it's a major amazing. production so they do all of this and and so but it, and obviously this is the kind of thing that you you if you you make it an event you save up for it and you you go and have a good time but you're saying it's well worth it Without a doubt, without okay. a doubt, it's one of the one of the most one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had dining in my entire. Wow! Life. Okay, wow! We've never heard of that. We went to Gibson's. Gibson's while we were in Chicago and had a special meal there. That was pretty cool. And Gibson's is really cool too. Yeah. Um, and if you if you do into the bars, Aviary is the bar that's owned by Alinea um, in Chicago. There's also one in New York City too, right. which is also incredible. Cool. Like, like. Cocktails and globed and ice and ice balls, that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for the heads up, Mike. We appreciate it. Wow. Have a good Cheers, one, man. Guys. All right. We'll that's, see you. That's a whole higher end. But at least now there's a man who knows what he's talking about in the restaurant industry, and he says it's ridiculous to pay 90 bucks for chicken fingers. Uh, I was speaking about great restaurants. I got a text from our buddy Mark Summers the other yes. day. He's on vacation, and he's taking this. He, somebody had. Uh, 
uh, offered him this trip, and it's great. He's on this, you know, this private yacht. And yes, it's amazing. Yeah, I remember he was talking about and it. And he's in. Uh, he, he sent me a picture. It said uh, at Positano. I'm not sure where that is. Italy. Yeah. In Italy. Okay. Yeah. So he and then he sent me a picture. It said best restaurant I have ever been to. And if anybody knows restaurants, yeah, it's, it's him. Mark Summers. And the restaurant is called uh, Le uh, Scoglio de Tommaso. That's Italian for Burger King. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> but he says the best restaurant he's ever been to. It, wow. He was just there. I, I saw some of his uh, social media posts. Um, I was in Positano years ago, and it was probably one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. Nice. You went on your honeymoon, right? Or is that a different time? Yeah, it's the first husband. It's a really good question. Wait, hold on. Let me think about this for a second. All right. The other uh, super-duper expensive uh, meals that you can find in the world, there's one at Sublimotion in Ibiza. It's called Sublimotion. Uh, And you will pay for a dinner about $1,757, it says here. We're talking a dinner per person, right? It is. Yep. It is a three-hour dining experience. Uh, that's that comes with an accountant? $1,700 for per person. That's more than the average family will spend in an entire month on food. I don't want to be there for three hours, though. That's the thing. Like, uh, two hours max. Yeah, but if you're spending $1,700, I want to be there for the weekend. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Where you know are I mean? the good $1,700 fast food places? Uh, so they said they create a spectacle for the eyes, ears, and taste buds. Music and arts go along with the 15 to 20 course tasting menu. Want to talk to somebody who's had a really, really expensive meal? Yeah, yeah. We got Kelly on the line. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Good morning, bitches. What's up? Hey, bitch. <laughs> uh, all right. So you went to a super duper expensive restaurant. What was it? So it's called Dick Frutar. It's in Barcelona, Spain. Um, and my husband and I went on our honeymoon. And at the time, it was not ranked as high, but currently it's the number three restaurant in the world. Okay. Wow. And what did you so, have? So we actually went for lunch, and we had what they called the Grand Prix menu, and that was 36 courses. Okay. Um, it was insane. Like, there was, I mean, How are you four, four of the courses alone were dessert. Um, oh, okay. So it was Cases on board. And like, and like the past caller just said, um, it's it's just so gastro. The things that they give you are, are so completely out of the box. I sat down and I cried because, like, it was my – it's a Michelin-starred restaurant, and it has always been my dream to go to one at least. Um, and it was – like, at the end, dessert was um, – okay, so it was, like, cotton can- vanilla bean cotton candy, but they brought it out on what looked like, like an old cotton – like, you would pick cotton off of a field. Okay. Yeah. So, but let me tell you this. So, so one course they bring out this insane, like old, um, aged scotch, right? And they present this bottle to you and they ask you to put out your hands and they pour some into your hands. Well, me being the ignorant American, I slurped it up and like drank it. And you were supposed to wash your hands with it. So that <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, that's great. Really that's funny. great. <laughs> By the way, those, those mints in the latrine were delicious. <laughs> uh, you know, Kelly, I would I would have thought the exact same totally. thing. You're thinking, oh, it's a different culture. Yeah, this is yeah. the way they do this. That's They're going to so drink funny. it this way. I mean, it's an aged scotch for crying out loud. <laughs> Not try like why am I washing my hands? <laughs> oh my god! That's so funny. so, what was the final cost for per person? Um, so we it was like a little. It was more than our mortgage payment. It was more. It was about seventeen and change. Wow! 
Wow. Yes. But you, you were there for your honeymoon, right? So you, 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 it was part of a dream come true, correct? Oh, yeah. It went on the credit card and, like, maxed it out immediately. <laughs> $1,700. Was it worth it? Um, it was. It was very lost on my husband, but he was a trooper, um, and he tried a lot of things. But for me, as a chef, um, and oh. as a pastry chef, like, I've gone to culinary school. Um, I've just, for me, it was a world-class experience. Um, How, can, for he was a trooper. Can I ask you, Kelly, what, 36 courses, you said. Are mm-hmm. you not completely to the point of vomiting at that point? Or, I mean, what what kind of volume of food are we talking about? So there's small portions, like things like when you see stuff on Top Chef, like they're not lar- large portions. It's small. It's like one or it's like two to three bites. Um, they okay. taste it really well. You're there for two and a half hours. And then like they retire you in your like when you eat there, they retire you to this um, like outside indoor outside like sitting area where you like smoke cigarettes and drink cognac. So like you digest everything. It's not like we're eating this at a rapid pace. I got you. Really, you're not like you're I, my husband could have ate after actually I feel like <laughs> <laughs> no well and, yeah. and from what you're from where you're coming from I can see why this should be important to you if you yourself are are in that culinary world but it, we're looking I guess this is the Instagram page up here in the studio and uh, the stuff looks unbelievable yeah, yeah. and uh, the chef was super nice he came out to our table he walked me through the kitchen like I don't know how he he like said that he, I, I felt like an honor to meet him, but then he's like, oh, this is a chef from the United States, and I'm like, absolutely not. I am not you. Uh-uh. Mm. Like, uh-uh. But it was incredible. I Cal- highly recommend That is cool. Yeah, Cal, where are you a uh, pastry chef? So, I'm your Mary Mead girl. I make uh, all the oh. baked goods at Mary Mead Farm. I Mary Mead Farm's great! Yeah. Oh, oh. Preston stole your ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Remember that? Yeah, you got to come. Uh, Thumbs up on the peanut butter chocolate. By the way. <laughs> Excellent. I need more of that. All right, thank you, Kelly. Yeah, no problem. Have a good one. See you later. By the way, I got a text that says, you know, on the, on the heels of that really expensive dinner, said, I, last night, had the meatloaf with three sides at Cracker Barrel. Oh, oh. man, that's great. And they throw in a free Meltella CD. Uh, and then somebody said, uh, this is good, it says, I once took a girl to Olive Garden and then got her pregnant. Yep, that was an expensive dinner. <laughs> 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 All right, let me let me rip through a few more of these. So the most expensive meals in the world. Uh, in New York at Norma's, they have what's called the Zillion Dollar Lobster Frittata. Frittata? $2,000. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's an expensive meal. Uh, the omelet includes 10 ounces of Sevurga uh, caviar, which is a big factor in price for those who uh, can't I've, afford I've, to pay the cost. There's a smaller frittata with only one ounce of caviar available for just $200. Are you cav- have you ever I think had it's disgusting. I, I, I don't, I don't even know if I've had it. I hate it. Um, I, and anytime I've tried it, I mean, it, you know, uh, and I've had different types of... of um, of roe before, even in uh, sushi, sometimes you get you know salmon eggs and things like that, and it's a it's a form of caviar. Right, I don't like it. It's way too powerful of a flavor. It's for salty, me. right? It's super duper salty. Yeah. Um, Industry Kitchen in New York has what they call the twenty four k pizza. It's not twenty four thousand dollars. <laughs> oh my god! It's twenty seven hundred dollars. Twenty seven hundred. Now I. Love pizza. We got one of those uh, backyard pizza ovens. You hook up to a propane tank, and we've been making our own pizzas. It's it's really cool. Um, but uh, twenty seven hundred dollars. What could possibly warrant that? Well, it requires a two day advance order. 
um, and you are not paying for an average cheese and pepperoni pie. This pizza has Stilton cheese, foie gras, platinum ocetra caviar, once again with the caviar, uh, truffles, and 24-karat gold leaves to top it off. That's stupid. Forgive me, but what uh, foie gras, again, is is the... Um, it's goose liver. Goose liver, yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, and, and I do like foie gras, which, you know, I know it's not ethically a very good thing to have because they fatten up the birds, really. And, I, 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 and they staple them to death, On the rarest they? of occasions, I will have it. But, um, no, they just... It's bad for the animal. It's, Quick. it's, it's, it's considered cruel. There's a picture of this very same pizza that you're talking about up in this. That does not look enticing to me at all. Looks horrible. Yeah. Looks disgusting. All right. It looks like paste with the stains on it. At Fleur in Las Vegas, you can have the Fleur Burger 5000 and that does cost you $5,000. Five grand. Uh, and it's just outside the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino. Only the most expensive meat is used to flavor this $5,000 burger. The Wagyu beef costs about $100 per pound. Also adding to the high cost are truffles worth $1,500 per pound. The meal also comes with a bottle of 1995 Chateau Petru. Well, there you go. Valued at $2,500. So what is considered a better uh, better beef, Wagyu or Kobe? Uh, Wagyu, I've heard, is is by far the all right the uh, the top of the line, but I'm not the sure. ultimate. See, this is cheating. The the you call this a burger and you charge five thousand dollars, but you're throwing in a twenty five hundred dollar bottle Absolutely. of champagne. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. It's That's like bogus. if you were to serve ninety dollar chicken fingers with a Maserati, yeah. and then you claim that was the price of the meal. Yeah. That's not no, that doesn't work. But still, if you think about a twenty five hundred dollar bottle of uh, of spirit there, it's still a $2,500 burger on top of that, which is pretty sweet. Right. Uh, so, Steve here, uh, Nick found this a bit of information about Wagyu beef. It says, Wagyu marbling is better tasting. That's the, the fat that, right. that goes through the meat. Wagyu fat melts at a lower temperature than any other cattle's, resulting in a rich buttery flavor unseen in other strains of beef. This fat is also unsaturated and high in omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids, meaning not only is Wagyu marbling more delicious, it's also more healthy. Steve, the source on this, and I'm not kidding, is uh, Steak University. <laughs> really? Out of oh. Chicago, yes. Steak U. My a- Chicago Steak, and they, they have their own little Steak University, and you can learn all about it. SU. All right. <laughs> Two more items on the most expensive meals in the world. Uh, this one is at uh, Renato Voila. Voila! In, in Salerno, Italy. And the Louis the Thirteenth pizza. Okay. And I'll bet you it comes yep. with the booze, hey, right? Come on. Is that what it does? That's, that's, Louis, that's bull crap. Louis the Thirteenth. When you go into a bar, right. mm-hmm. at the very, very top of the of the uh, where they have the the booze displayed, sometimes there's one bottle with a little light on it. Yes, that's Louis the Thirteenth. So to me, you would have a pizza that would have this particular spirit mixed in with the dough or something like that, right? That would make it more... Otherwise, to me, it's not the exact cost of the meal. So the pizza has uh, toppings such as mozzarella, di bufala, lobster, and caviar all flown in from different parts of the world. And to top it off... What am I talking about? (laughs) I am talking about the need to eat pizza. There you go. It says the feast is served with uh, Remy Martin Cognac, Louis XIII, and uh, Champagne Krug Klaus de Menz, uh, Menzies, not de Menzies. <laughs> Are you on de Menzies? This is a red wine. Uh, 1995. Okay. And then the last one, 
Oh, which boy. is the most expensive meal in the world. The Fortress Resort and Spa in Sri Lanka. Oh. And they have the Fortress Stilt Fisherman Indulgence. Uh, okay. A, a somewhat separate note. I saw Steve. You, the, I think this was History Channel. It would be. It was fascinating. It was richest people in, like in history. Right. And this, I never had seen anything about this fortress before. But this, I, I don't know if it's like a sultan or whoever. Right. Built this place, and and if in today's standards, it would be the most expensive piece of real estate in the world. In the world. It's it's a fascinating look into the, and Preston, I guess this restaurant is right next to it or, or, or a part of it or whatever. Okay, it's across from the Hooters. <laughs> it's a tourist attraction at this point, and so, you know, anybody can go and visit, but uh, it's a really impressive place, and I had never heard of it until I saw this show on the History Channel. Well, the Fortress f- uh, Stilt Fisherman's Indulgence cost $14,500. Right. Is this, Connor, is this what we're looking at? On that, the that's here? The, this is stupid looking. It's ridiculous. It, uh, looks like a, it looks like a game of mousetrap. Steve, you are dude. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. The guy on the little springboard yeah. that dives in, that's what it looks like. Oh, you know what? I'll have chicken fingers and play mousetrap for much much less. Uh, with a, so it's made on a special request, minimum of 24 hours notice. Just $90 fingers, it's, Kathy, looking a lot better with this. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's a dessert, by the way. It's a dessert that features oh. Italian cassata flavored with Irish cream. I don't know what that is. I might be in. And is served with a pomegranate and mango compote. The base is a champagne sabayon oh, adorned I mean, adorned with it. Listen to this, Kathy. An 80-carat aquamarine stone. Oh, well, there you go. So you're, at a, you're now you're at a jewelry store. Yeah. yeah. And... Dessert. Which is uh, placed beneath a handcrafted chocolate stilt fisherman. Uh, well, yes. you can get, Love there it. is the unlimited breadsticks at uh, Olive Garden. Right. But there's one that costs $10,000 because it comes with rubies. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, those are the most expensive meals in the world. So, yeah. We that's, just, a, that's a type of living that is completely alien to We us. just cushioned yeah. the $90 um, chicken yeah. fingers yeah. part of that. So if you go to Montauk, right. 90 bucks for chicken fingers this is no a steal. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, by the way, real quick, I want to mention we have a new Daily Rush video that's up and running. It's called Beer, Social Diseases, and the Great Depression. <laughs> Steve takes on a tour of Philadelphia's long history of women brewers and also their social diseases throughout the years. <laughs> and you can be the first to see the newest Daily Rush by subscribing to our YouTube channel, which is sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. Learn more at Xfinity.com. We're going to take a break. And when we get back, the lovely Danica McKellar will join Yay. us. Stay with us. And Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. Ninety-three-three WMMR. Everything that rocks. We love having our next guest on. Yes, uh, she's an actress. She's a mathematician. She's an author. She's a pretty cool person all around. I'd say, right? She's done Hallmark Christmas movies, of course, <laughs> and, and that alone. Seven. Yeah, yeah, for me, that's everything. Uh, please, welcome, and, and by the way, she's promoting her uh, new book, which is called Double Puppy Trouble, which you can find at uh, DoublePuppyTrouble.com. I'm sure you can probably find it pretty much anywhere, too. Yes. Please welcome the amazing Danica McKellar Yay! to the show. Hi there, Danica. Hello. Hi, how are you guys? We're doing great. Good to have you on again. Yet, uh, how many books now for you, Danica? This is my 11th McKellar oh, math book. Oh, my goodness. So the last one was the Times <laughs> Machine, right? The, the, the last one was... Yeah, and yeah. They, they all have wonderful conceits to them. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this the this is about um, math and doubling numbers. And I don't know if I'm yeah. correct on this, but I've always liked those things. I remember even, even as a kid, 
like the the thing used to be if you took a penny and you doubled it and the, you did this, those kind of things always fascinated me. Is that kind of what the focus of the book is on? Yes, well, so it's a story, it's a picture book. It's a right. fun story that sneaks some math in it, sneaks in the concept of doubling. Um, and then at the very end of the book, I do this sort of this epilogue type um, add-on where I say, okay, well, if you picked one lemon off a tree the first day, then two lemons, and then four lemons, and then I double it, um, by the end of, like, the 31st day of the month, it's over a billion lemons <laughs> you have to pick that day. So, yeah, I, th- so what you're talking about, I definitely show... In the book, the numbers only get up to 1,024. But what it does, so it's this, this book about this little girl who wants more of everything. And be careful what you wish for because she finds a magical stick that if you point it at something and push the button, that thing will double. Uh, she points it with her puppy, and the button gets stuck. So the puppies keep doubling and doubling. And so it's 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64, 128. And it's just puppy mayhem. And she's just, these puppies just filling out of the house in every room. They're getting into everything. They're taking baths. They're putting on their clothes, you know, running down the halls, sliding down banisters, and, and it's just so cute. I mean, it's so, you know, and, and they, I show how the number, numbers double. To me, one of my missions in life is to make math approachable and fun and not scary, um, you know, and what could be less scary or less... <laughs> the you know, puppies. Intimidating. They're like puppies. I mean, no. puppies, they're so cute. So creating this association with little kids and big numbers that's fun and just adorable um, just seemed like a great idea, and uh, people are loving it, and I I'm, I couldn't be more thrilled. No, these are really successful, and honestly, I was not a math person. I mean, I did okay, uh, and if I had this had this kind of approach, I'm sure I would have embraced it um, a little bit earlier. There is an attraction on some level because, you know, we're, we're all into different elements of science, and, and you know, I... I it can be daunting, though, in those initial stages. And I think this is what schools did wrong for so long. Mm. You you became a math enthusiast in college, correct? Yes, yes. I, I mean, I always liked a good challenge, but I, if you'd ask me if I, if you'd ask me if I liked math in middle school and high school, I was, I was like, yeah, but it's hard, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and in middle school, actually, it was a very pivotal time for me. In seventh grade, I was terrified of math, and we had a new teacher come in midway through the year who changed it all, and suddenly the same exact things were doable. They were accessible to me, and that's when I first learned, although I didn't realize it at the time, that presentation is everything when it oh, comes yeah. to math because math is a foreign language, and you've got to translate it properly, and you can you can mess that up easily, <laughs> or you can present it to the kids in a way that does make sense. I assume that for, for someone like yourself, it's, it's like, so I like... Um, uh, I like crossword puzzles. Uh, my, my family and I, we do we do escape rooms and things like that. So I, I like going through the process of, of solving the riddle, of figuring out how to answer this. And I assume it's the same. Now, it, it, I didn't catch, the, the math bug didn't catch me in that regard, but I assume it's it's akin to something like that for you, right? Absolutely. It's like, yeah, it's like solving puzzles. But, but the value in it isn't, isn't so much about that. I mean, it's related. The value for kids is it sharpens your brain. Math sharpens your brain. Mm. And when you stick with it and you don't give up on yourself, you teach yourself all kinds of lessons. You know, not only are you going to be better at finances, but you're going to teach yourself the lesson of, of fortitude and, and, and facing challenges and not backing down. You teach yourself that you're stronger and smarter than you thought when you finally get that math problem correctly. And I, I just, I can't, you know oversell the importance of of kids gaining that confidence at a young age because that will carry through to all parts of life. 
Math is simply a tool. You know, if, you're, if you end up becoming a science teacher, mathematician, then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna literally use the stuff you're learning. But if you don't, that's okay. It, those. The way you program your brain is everything as a kid. Hmm. Danica, I think you've been a, a clue and or an answer on uh, Jeopardy several times. And um, the other night, Jeopardy mm-hmm. had a category that was uh, about prime numbers. And I'm, I'm okay in math. I, I, do, I did pretty well in school. But prime numbers always stump me. Are you mm. good at prime numbers? Do you, uh, do you know them? Have you memorized them? Well, prime numbers are just numbers that don't have any factors except for one in themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and there, there are branches of mathematics that, that do super in-depth studies of, of prime numbers and their formulas. I mean, I studied prime numbers a little bit in college. They're, they're awesome. I mean, they're, I, I yeah, like, what, what was the question? Have you memorized them? Do, like, yeah, can, you, can you rattle off, like, just a whole ton of them? You can't memorize them. I mean, they're, they're, they're an infinite number of them. Right. Yeah, it's okay. It's like, saying, have you, it's like saying, have you memorized all of pi? Well... Not all of pi. That no, but there clever. are people who, who will give you, you know, 36 characters of pi, and it's impressive, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. We didn't know if you yeah, did that with prime that. numbers. She's well, too busy to do that. Yeah, well, I mean, I haven't really thought about she's, it. She's writing kids' books, yeah. Yeah, let, let me ask you a, a more important question. Two, three, five, <laughs> seven, eleven, thirteen, seventeen, nineteen. 13. 17, 19. I mean, you could... You know, there you go. I could do that. Yeah. I, 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 I 23, 31. <laughs> So, but does it piss you off as much as it pisses me off that that uh, Amazon Prime Day was on seven fourteen and not, and not seven thirteen? That is hilarious. I never thought about that. Now it does. Now yeah. it bothers me. Now, now bothers her. Now she's mad. Yeah. We had a bad question from Nick, and now this one's got her all pissed off. Look what we did. Damn it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I love you guys so much for even bringing that up. I love that. That's so awesome. Yes. Prime day should be at a prime number. It uh, makes sense, number. right? Danica, at the, at the top of the conversation, uh, Steve had mentioned the um, uh, uh, the Hallmark uh, films. Mm-hmm. And is is that continuing? Do you do more of those or are you done? Or uh, I mean, you've done several of them, but is that still going to be uh, part of your future? So I've, yeah, I've done 16 Hallmark Channel movies. Wow. Uh, I'm doing movies for a new channel now called Great American Family. Yes. The man who ran Hallmark Channel for 20 years started a new a new network. So Great American Family, I've done one for them so far. It was called The Winter Palace. It was actually going to re-air uh, on the 13th, and we like prime numbers. <laughs> uh, at, uh, I think at 5 o'clock. <laughs> Maybe on the East Coast. Anyway, um, yes, I think it might be 8 o'clock on the East Coast. So you're not. Yeah, so uh, on Saturday it's going to re-air the Winter Palace, and then I'm going to be doing a Christmas movie for Great American Family that um, I can't discuss details on yet, but that'll probably be out early December on Great American Family. So go find that channel. It's a new channel. It's um, it's awesome. It's very similar to Hallmark Channel. Okay. So now there's just more places to find uh, and great Dana, family, yeah. friendly, happy movies. Are you exclusive yeah. to that channel, or can you can you go uh, back and forth? Because I know you were doing the Matchmaker Mysteries as well. Yeah, well, to discuss the details of my contract, um, I am exclusive, I'm exclusive with Great American Family for rom-coms and Christmas movies. But if Hallmark wanted to do mysteries, I would absolutely do it. I mean, okay. they, they just they canceled most of their mystery series uh, a few months before I went over to Great American Family. In fact, um, they just were sort of revamping things and rethinking things. And right. one of the things they did was to halt production on, like, all the mysteries. I don't know why. I don't understand that. I mm. thought they were super fun. Well, so did I, damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, in the meantime, we have a yeah. uh, double puppy trouble to occupy our time for. It's a, it's a children's book. It's for uh, math. What age do you do you recommend uh, the book for, Danica? 
You know, it's a super fun book with puppies, so kind of any age, but the prime age, prime, I'm just going to use that number a lot now. Yeah. Prime <laughs> age for this book would be ages four to eight or four to nine, mm. and uh, so that they get something out of the doubling lesson itself and not just looking at cute pictures of puppies. But look, okay. you've got a younger kid, too. They're going to love it. These puppies are so cute. Josie Massey, the illustrator, did an amazing job. Same illustrator as the Times Machine, because the Times Machine, my, multi- my multiplication division book that you brought up, that one um, has such complicated uh, illustrations. And I thought, you know what? If anybody can handle drawing hundreds of puppies, and yes, there are hundreds of puppies on some of the pages, hmm. uh, I knew she'd be the one who could do that. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Great job. I love the idea. Yep. Keep up the great work, Danica. We appreciate you checking in. And, uh, and sorry about Nick's question. Yeah. That was a good, really damn good question. Yeah. We'll be thinking about question. prime numbers all day. Yeah, guys, <laughs> all right. Danica McKellar, guys. Thank you, Danica. We'll see you later. All right. I, I knew what you were going for, though. Like sometimes yeah. you can reel off. She's too smart. Like, yeah. you, do you know what I mean? To her, that was like, a, what are you talking about question? Yeah. But yeah. the rest of us are like, well, so do you know them all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. know numbers? So get off your ass. Let's do some math. Math, 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 math. Now we have a math song. Oh, that's Yay. excellent. That's from Bob. Uh, um, School Jack, of Rock. School yeah. of Rock. Yes. Almost right. said back to school. Different movie. <laughs> Way different. Back movie. to School of Rock. Um, what was I going to mention? There was something about numbers I was going to mention. It occurred to me, by the way, uh, uh, well, you're thinking about the number thing. It, uh, I mean, we usually completely fall apart on Wednesday after a vacation. I think we're doing okay. My energy level is good. It's yeah. not bad. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, I feel great. Uh, Actually, yeah, I'm surprised. Normally by by the third day yeah. back is, um, I'm hitting a brick wall, but it's probably going to be right yeah. after the show. Anybody take any naps this week? No. I did. Yeah. 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 I went to bed before uh, 8.30, though. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Good for you. That's a, I consider that a win. If I go to bed before <laughs> 8.30, I'm like, yes. That was a perfect day. I, um, so, uh, my wife rubbed ointment on my leg. I had some pudding. <laughs> uh, it was a Matlock double feature, and I went to bed at 7. I remember uh, <laughs> what I was going to mention about uh, 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 math and, and formulas and things like that was, uh, so in Stranger Things in the third season, right. uh, they bring up a thing that becomes an important plot point. It's called Planck's Constant. Yes. Um, and uh, I, I just, I'm fascinated by those things, like these famous numbers for whatever reason there is. Um, there was also in uh, the Da Vinci Code, I learned about the Fibonacci sequence. Oh, right, yeah. Um, and and all these classic. Yeah, that, that these pe- people in that realm are like, oh, yes, of course. Well, they, yeah. they know what it is automatically. I have no idea what Planck's constant is, but did you find it? Uh, it's like Fuffermeyer's integers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Fluffermeyer was is underrated. I well, think. he's ahead of his time, really. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Fluffermeyer's <laughs> integers. Integers. Yeah, very well known. Uh, let's see. Is there a quick description of what this? No, is? there's not. No, it's oh, long really? and complicated, and uh, it, it, there's just it's way that. beyond. Do you know what yeah. they used oh. to actually? They used to have on uh, the when Big Bang Theory was on. They actually had a number of uh, math geeks and and uh, physicists and so on and so forth. They would sort of populate their scripts with these things, Preston. You'd hear this stuff mentioned fairly often, yeah. along with things like Arkham's Razor and, and stuff, right. stuff like that. These long-held conceits that, that you know, you yeah. uh, forget. You know, Schroeder's Cat, stuff like that. What's, uh, what's the one that's, uh, uh, if anything can go wrong, it will? Yeah. Murphy's Law? Murphy's Law, yeah. right, yeah. And right, then so there's Murphy's uh, wood polish. Oil. Yeah, wood oil. <laughs> Murphy's Oil. <laughs> Uh, the Planck constant, here you go. Planck's constant is a fundamental physical constant of foundational importance in quantum mechanics. Okay, so that means like the heat of the meat plus the torque of the dork is equal to the angle, angle of the dangle. Okay. What would that thing be called? That's got to have a name to it. 
Um, <laughs> the constant gives a relationship between the energy of a photon and its frequency. To a, and by the mass energy equivalence, the relationship between mass and frequency. There's the sequence in the uh, Stephen Hawking film. Um, oh, in uh, the Theory of Everything. Theory of Everything, yeah. where he is try- he's presenting his thesis, mm-hmm. you know, and they're they're arguing the different. And I'm like, oh my god, I this, I'm so staggeringly stupid. Listen, man, when- I do love that scene where they're they're picking apart his yeah, thesis, and they're yeah. going, "Nah, this is not very original. He right, really right. gave up on that." Blah blah blah. And you're like, "You're wow. so stupid, so dumb." <laughs> and then they hit it with the the, the yeah. last year, and they're like, "Brilliant, amazing, yeah. groundbreaking, incredible." Never right. seen anything like it. I'm sorry, what were you going to say, Casey? Uh, nothing. Okay. Yeah. All right. There's a. Uh, Do you have a new theory that you wanted to put out there? <laughs> uh, no. String G theory. <laughs> There's an image that allows me to remember Fibonacci's sequence, and it's impressed, and I brought it up on the screen. And, and like, uh, otherwise, this uh, like if I don't if I don't have a visual cue on it, a lot of times it just escapes me. Yes. And so for Fibonacci's like sequence, a beautiful mind. Uh, I, maybe yeah, yeah, sort of maybe, sees, yeah. Um, maybe I'm like John Nash, but yeah. um, what is the sequence? It's this. Uh, so um, one plus one is two, and then mm. so the sequence is one one two three five eight thirteen twenty one, and then so on. Right. But um, the way you get there, Casey, is you add first two first digits are numbers. one yeah. and one. They add together to make two. Right. Then you add the one before the two. Two plus one is three. Three plus two is five. Five plus three is eight. You get it? Mm-hmm. It's the one up, up, down, before. down. Left, right, left, right. <laughs> but that's that's a sequence. It is a sequence. You remember that, you know, like it, it, whatever whatever memorization technique works for you, go yeah. with it. Yeah, I agree. Hold on, let me go to uh, Gavin. Is an engineering student wants to explain some uh, constants and so on. Hi, uh, Gavin. Good morning. Hi, Grandma. Hi, Grandma. What's up, buddy? Yo. Uh, so, in in the many math classes that I've taken, I've kind of gotten the idea that. Uh, a constant is basically a number that somebody comes up with to make an equation work. Okay. So basically, if you if you make an equation, if you if you want to figure out the velocity at a certain point in time of this of this ball that you've invented, uh, you can fit Casey's constant, and Casey's constant will go into that equation. And by some fine tuning and higher level math, you can make it so that that constant can always go into that equation. And make the the inputs that you put into the equation spit out what you want. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. Time. By the way, Casey's yeah. constant would be flatulence. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. He farts all the time. <laughs> how many? How many? In the world of mathematics, how many of these uh, things are uh, in existence, uh, Gavin? I say that that there are probably two or three that come up in each class that I take. I remember in, in physics there was Boltzmann's constant. Planck's constant. Constantinople. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, that was Istanbul at one point. <laughs> right. uh, no, but so so there's there there. Uh, you know, again, I I, I learn all my stuff through Big Bang theories. Oh, I know. Through TV, how stupid is that? But yeah, they, they're always coming up with something that seems to be you know rooted in in fact. So, but there, it's not like there are hundreds of thousands of these. There are a finite set of them, correct? Yeah, but. Uh, it's it's uh you can always come up with more constants. Yeah, okay. it's evolving. I yeah. got you. You can you can make a new equation that that gives you the amount of fart this case is going to put out <laughs> in a single day, and that'll that'll 
require a constant. Casey's right. constant. Thanks, Gavin. Yeah. I, I am so bereft of the ability to um, process. It's just not the way my mind works. There was a, the movie Gifted with uh, Chris Evans in it. And, right. Uh, it's about a, a, a girl genius and, and uh, her... You know, her mother was a was a genius as well, and it's about this goal of trying to solve this un, somewhat unsolvable uh, math right, equation right, right. of sorts. And that's just like that. Some people, that's what they do. They just work on trying to solve these. Um, I'm using the pro, the wrong term. It's all um, right. Solve a um, cabbage equation. Mm, I don't know if it's an equation. What I'm singing, solve It's a church song this is where my brain's going okay all right so Casey's in church you right mentioned now. gifted and i was like oh my god that was a girl who played young harold danvers and got the marvel <laughs> and then you said salve and then i sang the church song oh well okay. Casey, you're not alone because somebody texted in the only constants i know is fry see that's where we go <laughs> And Steve, you said Arkham's Razor instead of Occam's Razor because you were thinking of Arkham's Asylum. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. 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 Occam's, yeah. We're a bunch of idiots. Hey! All right. Well, I'm getting... Because I just tweeted out a bunch of Batman pictures. <laughs> See? It makes sense. That's how distracted I am. Casey's going to find Constance uh, Fry for you. Would that be in trading places? Oh, yep. Is that it? Hang on. Here we go. Say the card. Say the my friend. Neath the elms we sing our tones. It eventually gets to the brothers to the end. The Constance Fry part. Muffie in the bathroom stall. <laughs> Margaret by the lake. Susan down in Whitley Hall. Constance on the make. By the way, where's Wixley Hall? No, I don't know. That, it's got to be an actual yeah. a pen? Uh, or place they're referencing. Did they go to and, pen? This was in Philadelphia. No, so. Harvard. Harvard, they were Harvard boys? Yeah, doesn't he say Harvard in... Uh, uh, Harvard? Like, yeah. oh boy, he went to Harvard. <laughs> but that was uh, that was uh, Winston, or what was his name? Win- Winthorpe. Yeah. All right, anyway. Winthorpe? Let's, 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 let's get to the... Here's the Constance Fry. Constance Fry. <laughs> Constance Fry. Anytime you'd call, Constance would fulfill your needs. Winter... And we ended up there. There we are. Um, Hey, we know math. I want to completely switch gears and send out a congratulations uh, to a young man who just became a father, and he happens to be the son of our former co-worker, Marilyn Russell, Matthew Russell. Oh, my God. And his wife gave birth to a baby named Morgan Lily, and on my son Parker's birthday, Yay! on the eighth. How that's, sweet is that? That's amazing. Isn't that cool? So your oldest, and uh, now and now his oldest. Yeah, uh, seven pounds, one ounce, and uh, we congratulate Matt's great kid. He's awesome, and uh, known him forever. We watched him growing up, yeah. and you know, working with Marilyn, and uh, that's. Part of the reason why she left the show was yes. to spend more time with her son as he was, you know, he was starting to become, uh, approach teenage years. And she's like, I need, I'm going to miss out on these things. Got to so, be there for that. I, and we totally understood. And that's why our, you know, when Marilyn left the show, it was like, dude, I totally get it. Do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. I hated to see her go, but I'm very, very happy for Matt. He called me a few months ago just to check in and he was telling me about the 
uh, impending uh, baby. So I'm very happy that things. Oh, that's well, excellent. That's wow, really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, she's coming into town. I think is yeah. she? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, Ms. Russell, Ms. Russell, Ms. Yeah. Russell. Yep, Grandma, uh, uh, Grandma. Oh yeah. my God, that's right. Yeah, um, I saw this story. I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, and Hi, Grandma. Thought you guys might uh, like to hear. Uh, it's fairly local. There are two Susquehanna River Islands in Harrisburg. Yeah. They've been in the same family for over a century, and they're now up for sale. Oh, is one of them the one that has the Statue of Liberty on it? The, don't, no. Okay. I don't think so. Are you thinking of New York? Yeah. That's, <laughs> no, there's like a... Uh, you're yeah. thinking of, uh, yeah. Ellis Island is right next to it. Right, yeah. yeah. There's an island just north uh, of... Wolverine Har- destroyed the top. <laughs> there's an island in the Susquehanna just north of Harrisburg that has a replica of the Statue of Liberty on it, and I was wondering. It's not that one. Okay. So, brothers Robert and John Ensminger are selling Independence Island and Bailey's Island as a pair. D- are there... How big are these islands? Are there estates on both of them? Uh, no, they're not. They're actually pretty small. Okay. Uh, but they're on the Susquehanna River. Finally at Niagara Falls, oh, man. I found him again. He was standing there with his back to the falls. Hang on. All eternity behind him and retribution finally staring him in the face when I saw him standing there. The man who had ruined my life. The man who had stolen my wife and my baby. The man who had made of me a miserable wanderer over half the face of the earth. When I saw him standing all <laughs> Okay, this will make sense yeah. in a moment. All right. Because this is on the Susquehanna River. I step, I crept upon him, and when I felt his hot breath on my cheek, I struck. Actually, this makes no sense at all. No, I thought Susquehanna was in that. No, what you're thinking of, there is a classic uh, Adam <laughs> Costello bit about the Susquehanna Hat Company. This is great. You're, you're talking, this is a, another skit. Slowly I turned. Step by step. So the, the Evan Costello thing is, they go out and he's selling for Susquehanna hats. And so, would you like to buy a Susquehanna hat? Yeah. My husband was wearing a Susquehanna hat the day he died. A safe fell on his head and the hat failed to protect. So everybody is tearing up, has a horrible story connected to these very benign hats. I love, though, that Preston was like, hold on, it's going to make sense yeah. in a minute. And then it didn't. And then uh, it made no sense And then it made no sense. What's that about Murphy's Law? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Example of that. Right there. Yeah. Oh, great. Bill is shaking his uh, head. He is shaking his head. He He's shaking his head at that. Uh, Find the, the Evan Costello. Well, it's, it's a long bit. Forget about it. So anyhow, uh, there are two... River Islands that are up for sale in Harrisburg if you want to buy them. Brothers Robert and John Ensminger are selling Independence Island and Bailey's Island as a pair. The asking price is $150,000. That's oddly affordable. But it's negotiable. I mean, uh, if you're going to buy a house, just buy an island. Robert said, if somebody wants them, we'll take a look at any offer. You want them? <laughs> Bailey's Island is about two and a half acres. Huh. That's small. Uh, while Independence Island is about five acres, although it used to be slightly larger before the river reclaimed some of it. Okay, oh, yeah, and it's like it's thin. Like, it's... yeah, these are not these are not what you think when you think island. Yeah. Oh, really? It's a strip yeah. of land a, uh, in the middle of the river. It's, it's a, like two beavers and a yeah. goose living on it. Yeah, it's it quite literally right up the river from Three Mile Island. Oh, really? Yeah, that's where that that's is. One of the selling points. Yeah. 
Three Mile wow. Island is right next to the uh, Harrisburg International Airport. The Long and Foster it's gorgeous that area <laughs> listing invites prospective buyers to own a uh, a piece of history. Uh, rarely will you find an island come up for sale, and here's an opportunity for have two oh, they, uh, to have two. They said these actually look like like uh, sandbars. Uh, the brothers' great grandfather operated a small recreation park with a dance hall, a water slide, and a ferry there in the early 1900s. Say, I'm going out to the island to have some fun. And a they got hoochie coochie girls out there. A photo <laughs> in the hair you know, on that little piece of mud in the middle of the river. <laughs> and everyone is so delusional to call it an island. It's a mud stain in Pittsburgh, no less. Harrisburg. Harrisburg. Close enough. It's a, like where people who are in the river could, like, hang out for a hot minute. Right. So a photo in the Harrisburg Telegraph in 1916 uh, showed some... Fort- if you tip your foot in the river on the other side, the island disappears. <laughs> uh, some 4,000 people gathering on the island seeking relief from a heat wave. What are we looking at again? That was in 1916. Uh, also, the Keystone Aquatic Club had a bathhouse on the island at some point. So uh, now, however, it's mostly a hangout spot for pontoon boaters. So it just so, sounds so exciting. Yeah. So it had a, a bathhouse there at one point. If you're into men on men love, it's the perfect place to visit. What uh, is a bathhouse? Thank you. I wanted to know the same thing, Kevin. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Usually, when you think about they, they were the classic. There were the gay bathhouses of the like the uh, uh where uh bet midler got started but like, years ago um 34th street beach in ocean city they have like a little area so if you're a day tripper you just go down for the day you can spend the day on the beach and then they have showers that you can i it's like five bucks or something like that and you can you can take a shower there is Look, that what a bathhouse well it says and uh kind of called up the uh the wig explanation but it's yeah the, for the purposes of, of bathing but they I think over the years, they got a little bit more of a um, reputation to them. So here you go. Here's a uh, Wikipedia description of bubble. Er, it says public bathing. So public I guess bathing. if you consider it a, a not public. Everyone's bathing together with their bubblics. <laughs> <laughs> public baths originated when most people in population centers did not have access to private bathing facilities. Though termed public, they had often been restricted according to Gender, religious affiliation, personal uh, okay. membership, and other criteria. Yeah, but a bathhouse seems right in your wheelhouse, Kathy, where you can go in public with and <laughs> shower and oh bathe with the public. Yeah. How wonderful! I mean, they love the bathhouses in John Wick, do they not? Like, oh, they do. But yeah. those those are like the style that you. I I think I don't know if Plato's Retreat was years ago in the early seventies was. An offshoot of a bathhouse. It was like a, a swingers sex club. Uh, they, I mean, at least for a while, they had that reputation. I'm sure they started well, I remember purely you, for. I remember hearing the term, you know, bathhouse, and and th- you know where performances and things like that took place. But I never really. I mean, are there actual showers and baths and things at those places, or was I that just a used term, to be, or yeah. is that a term that was just adopted. Barry Manilow's career started playing, you know, they put on shows and stuff like that. Okay, so um, the Wikipedia page back up, please. The new Joseph Anthony at, at the Lowe's. The Lowe's, yes. I really want to check that out. Don't they? They have it's amazing. A, they have a Turkish bath. Yeah, I did yeah. it. Okay, is that what is that? <laughs> well, what theirs is, is, yeah, you lay in this room and basically <laughs> a woman, like, you know, she does like a body scrub and exfoliates and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, they're showered. Like, they shower you down if you want. 
Mm. Okay, so so it's like a massage, mm. but there is water involved. And, and... Yeah, at least like, so it, Marissa and I went there and we um, filmed a video, a promotional video for it. Ooh. So I didn't do the full like hour long Turkish bath, but. Um... In the same kind of tents. Do you want a background? Stop it. No, will you stop? Mm. It ruins everything. Well, I'm having a volcanic orgasm. Oh, <laughs> my God. Kaboomba. Kaboomba. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was that was it? Yeah. yeah. That was it right there. What was the first? No, what was, oh, a, a wave. It was more of a wave. It's more like a like a like a light, a light wave. I'm hanging turn on this one. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a massage. I think it's just a cle- like a cleansing, exfoliating experience. Okay. There are all sorts of uh, yes, uh, and these are these have been around forever. They, they, uh, Turkish bath. And, By the and way, all that stuff. Does exfoliating mean like removing the dead skin from your cells? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty. Or from night from your cells. <laughs> the dead skin from. We your, remove the cells from your blood. The dead skin cells <laughs> yeah. uh, from your the the top layer of your skin. It's your, like a. It's like a, they suck the marrow out of your spinal column. Your epidermis. Okay. <laughs> Makes your skin feel soft. I'm sure silky smooth. Silky. Uh, by the way, predator would do to you. So it says here, in addition to their hygienic function, mm. public baths have also been social meeting places. Yes, uh, they've include saunas, massages, and other relaxation therapies as tax preparation found, as are found in modern day spas. As the percentage of dwellings uh, containing private bathrooms has increased in some societies, the need for public baths has diminished, and they are now almost exclusively used. Recreational. There is a documentary on t- the Times Square area, of Manhattan, and again in this time period, the early seventies, where they would have live sex. I mean, the way you'd go in and sit there and watch someone do uh, a mime show or stand-up comedy, people sitting that close to people on stage having full sex, yeah, and they had like performers who'd become celebrities. And the guy uh, worked with this one guy in particular that they highlight, worked with his wife, and five or six times a day, that'd be their, their thing, you know? Yeah, I would say, um, my sister and I went to Paris in, like, 1989, 1990, something like that, and uh, they they had live sex shows on stage. We didn't go to one, right. I was with my sister, but <laughs> yeah, they, were, was... they were up front trying to get you in. And Andy, literally, you want to go check out the live sex show? They were literally saying live sex on stage. Yeah, and I that's mean, what they would do. I don't know. This, that doesn't exist anymore. How could I it? do not know. I'm sure COVID somewhere, would have done that. Somewhere in, in parts of the world, I'm sure yeah, that it on. does. But uh, All right. Uh, Ask Johnny Ola. Hang on. I'm going to go to, yeah, he knows all the places. Let me go to Bernadette. Hey, Bernadette, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Wonderful. What's up, Bernadette? And I used to use those bathhouses in the early 70s in Ocean City. It would, we would spend the day on the beach and then around evening time, take a shower, a quick shower, and it costs like three, four bucks. So three basically... Bucks. Take a quick shower and then just have the evening on the on the boardwalk. So, so, so it's like if you, when you go to the beach, obviously a lot of times they'll have a, a, a faucet, an outdoor shower, you can clean the sand off your feet and stuff like this. This was a little bit more um, elaborate than that, correct? Exactly, but it wasn't that elaborate. It was just like a, a big bathroom that had like shower... You know, wood around the little shower. It wasn't that elaborate, and it wasn't that fancy. And had like a little shower curtain. And, and Bernadette, this was if you didn't have your own place. You didn't have. You weren't staying at a hotel or anything yeah. like that. You just exactly. needed a place to get cleaned up. I yeah. remember. I, I mean, I used it in the eighties. Uh, when I, you know, like my friend's mom drove us all down there, and we spent the day on the beach, and and then, we, like she said, we you want to do the boardwalk, and you know, yeah. it, 
The difference is, yeah, there's an enclosed shower, you right. know, where you can, you know, and then like a little changing room, and then you can be right. on your way. But now, <clears throat> I'm, uh, like our beaches, they have showers as you get off of the beach. They're not enclosed. You can't take clothes off or anything like that. <laughs> well, you but, can, but well, the, the authority. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that. Hi. Thank you, Bernadette. I uh, enjoy the rest of your day, guys. You too. Thank Bye-bye. You. There are still live sex shows in Amsterdam. Oh, okay. Let's go. Yeah, that's oh, like, yeah. I mean, they have prostitution. Red there, Light so. District. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly where they are. All right, well, listen, if you want to open up your own little uh, sex club, you could do it on the, one of these Susquehanna River Islands in Harrisburg. Actually, you I, yeah. yeah. You could do live Remember sex. That, we stuff. were talking about that place that was part, that was, what was the big contention? It was a you know, part of Jersey that was actually technically yeah. part of Delaware? Yep. Same oh, sort yeah. of situation? Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the, the rules are in this place. But by the way, this um, uh, the owner said that uh, we mostly use it for bragging rights. Um, See that mud out there? Yeah. I own it. Uh, but he added that the family doesn't really visit the islands, and his brother recently sold his boat, said, so why are they hanging on to it, or why are they selling it after all this time? He said, we're getting up there in years, and instead of dividing the island up between 20 family members, when we pass away, it's easier to divide up the cash. Yeah. But they just want to sell it. So uh, I just thought that was kind of an interesting little thing. So these little islands do go up for sale from time to time. That will lead us into taking a break because i got some bizarre file stories that we want to get to in just a little bit. So we will break shortly and come back with that. So make sure you hang out with us. We'll return in a moment. This is Jewelry. I'll take Nick McElwain's birthday for 1,000, Preston. All right, your clue. This local Philadelphia phenomenon visited the Preston and Steve show to play Jeopardy, therefore fulfilling one of Nick's Bucket list dream. Hmm. Who is 16-time Jeopardy champion Ryan Long? That is correct. Hey, see who is victorious. The Daily Rush video featuring Nick and Ryan's unofficial tournament of champions is available now on PrestonandSteve.com. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. Brought to you by TMA Bucks. They encourage you to visit Bucks County by leaving the car at home and riding SEPTA Regional Rail. You can go to tmabucks.com to check out their Bucks County Public Transit Ride Guide for trip planning assistance. I will start in Florida. Always some interesting things happen, but this is pretty tragic. Deputies believe the death of a 35-year-old man whose body was found near Hutchinson Island was likely an accident. A beachgoer noticed a portion of the victim's body in the sand mm-hmm. and called for help. Now, we've had several stories uh, this year of people and, like, a sand tunnel or sand pit collapsing. Yes, yeah. This was a little bit different. The man appears to have died hours earlier from asphyxia as a result of being trapped under the sand, but... They found no foul play was involved, and the victim appeared to have just been resting underneath a sand dune while taking a video of a sunrise, but the dune collapsed, trapping him underneath the sand. So like a like a sand avalanche? Maybe it, yeah, maybe it, there was a slight overhang. I don't know. Wow. But it gave way and just on top of him, wow. and that's it. Done. And your time is clearly up at that point. Investigators are awaiting toxicology results, by the way. And they've, um, I, I think they've started to put the kibosh on digging those big, deep uh, pits or uh, at the beach. Yeah. You need to fill it back in if you're going to go digging that. You get now <sighs> digging tunnels, you really, really you, don't want to do that. Yes, people die. Yep. A, the director of marketing at Hudson Regional Hospital in Secaucus 
was arrested Sunday on weapons charges after weeks after police found a large cache of handguns and shotguns and rifles in a closet inside the hospital. Uh, R- R- Raven, I guess is how you spell his, or pronounce his name, Reuven Alanayov uh, was taken into custody at Newark's Liberty International Airport. I guess he was trying to get out of town. Uh, Hudson Regional Hospital officials said in a statement, the presence of weapons in a hospital is inexcusable beyond comprehension, comprehension and contradicts our mission of care and our commitment to safety of our community of staff, patients, and the extended community. They were responding to a bomb threat at the Meadowlands Parkway Hospital on July 18th. Police performed a sweep of the Hudson Regional Hospital. No, hos- no bombs were found. But a bomb detection canine gave a positive indication on an unlocked closet within an office. And upon entering the closet, police discovered a large cache of rifles, shotguns, and handguns. Whoa. Al- along with assorted ammunition for the firearms. A total of 11 handguns and various calibers of 27 rifles and shotguns were discovered at the hospital. This guy was the marketing director as well. <laughs> uh, so the bomb threat The was- hospital with most the most yeah. guns in the tri-state area. Uh, determined to be a hoax, the, the bomb threat was, but they ended up snagging this guy. What, are they stealing a lot of bedpans out of that hospital? Maybe. Uh, listen to this. At least five men are facing penalties following a Mississippi River, Mississippi River fishing bust that saw Louisiana officials seize more than, from these guys, these five men, 600 catfish that they had. 600 catfish? On Wednesday, yeah. And so it's illegal to over... Fish, or uh, yeah, what, big yeah. time. So, yeah, they they could face uh, fines and jail time. Uh, they were discovered by agents of the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries fishing on a levee. Agents found ice chests containing roughly 665 blue catfish. That amount comes in at more than six times the daily limit of a hundred fish. Uh, illegally keeping those fish warrants uh, uh, a fine up to five hundred dollars. And fishing without a license warrants a $350 fine, and they could face 90-day jail sentences as well. Uh, the catfish were donated to an organization that helps feed the hungry and those in need as well. You know they just legalized noodling, which is that, that practice of sticking your hand in a catfish and fishing that way like while you're swimming. It was illegal, and they just legalized it in Louisiana so people can now do that legally. I know, like in Tennessee and other places you can do it. Yeah, but I mean, There was a, a discovery series about a guy who did it. Yeah. But, but believe it or not, it was illegal for some reason. What, yeah. About, yeah. what about the dude who does that with uh, snapping turtles? That's oh insane. God. You gotta just, be out of your mind. Even catfish, man. Those, yeah. those things can sting you. They can yeah, bite you. Bite? Yeah. yeah. Whatever. I'm going to do with my bare hand. <laughs> Got to have a hobby. That's right, man. Uh, 27-year-old Florida man was arrested Wednesday after he told police that he saw four men inside his shop in Bay Harbor's Island, but was later found to have a stash of cocaine of his own <laughs> that police wanted to take a look right. at. I have my own co- cocaine, <laughs> and I was worried they were going to steal some. Philip. Katsabanis, the South Florida rapper known as Stitches, called the cops on four intruders around 6.30 a.m. Stitches is said to have asked the police to leave, or I'm sorry, he's said to have asked the people to leave multiple times. Yeah, there's some sketchy people in my store. I think they might be out to steal my cocaine. <laughs> and told his wife to hide at the far end of the shop. However, when police arrived at the scene, there were no signs of break-in and officers couldn't find anybody inside. What they did find, though, was cocaine stashed away by Philip. The rapper was arrested on a felony charge of possession of cocaine and misdemeanor weapons charge. It's not clear when or why a gun was either found or fired by the rapper. Uh, in March, 
of this year. A 41-year-old Spring Hill, Florida man was arrested after he called 911 to have the methamphetamine he bought tested by police because he didn't think it was real. <laughs> this, I think I was ripped off. Yep, yep, it happens. Here's another Florida story. All right, we'll end with this one. Uh, a search warrant at a Key Largo residence yielded more than four pounds of marijuana, guns, other drugs, and the arrest of uh, two men. There's uh, a couple other things they found. Sheriff's deputy said Anthony Kevin Ibanez and Jesse Lee Perrin were charged with multiple possession of marijuana and cocaine charges, as well as possession of an undersized lobster found in the kitchen refrigerator. Oh, my God! I know. An undersized lobster! What is this world coming to, man? So where'd you get the undersized lobster? So they found 4.6 pounds of marijuana, nearly a half pound of loose marijuana. A nuclear bomb. 1.4 grams of cocaine, two AR-15 rifles, two Glock handguns, assorted pills without prescriptions, THC vape cartridges and THC wax paper, and one undersized Florida spiny lobster. When will this end? Both men were taken to jail. I just love that. And that is what I have in the bizarre. How big problem. is that lobster? Excuse me, sir, but how? What is the size of that lobster? He's sitting on the piles of cocaine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Kathy. We need a number caller for the secret text word. Okay, but I was really interested in this. Um, so, <laughs> you, you're, it's punishable up to six months in jail and a thousand dollars fine for having a undersized lobster. No way. Just wanted to let you Catfish know. and lobster. <laughs> they take it seriously. Uh, and the number, how about we go with seven? All right. Call seven, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the secret text word for today. When we return, we got other stuff to give away. The lesson question, the trash music news, that stuff is coming up. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have something to give away, and we need a word in order to give it away. And we're looking for the caller that has it. And it was number seven we approach, whose name is Ed. Hey there, Ed. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Ed, do you know the secret text word? It is B-dubs. B-dubs, yes. (laughs) Hang on a second, Ed. Covered, gonna give you a $50 Buffalo Wild Wings gift card, and don't get Buffalo Wild Wings has specials on food <laughs> from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Great deals on drinks all day, valid at participating locations while supplies last, dine in only. And we also are gonna give that one to Michael Height of Hatboro, PA, our random texter as well. What so the sauce in the basket. That's from earlier this morning. I said like, I called <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. I called them Wild... No, Buffalo Bi- Bills. Buffalo Bills. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. I started to call Buffalo Bills and Steve went in to put the, put the dipping sauce in the basket. And then Casey pulled this song up, which is from Silence of the Lambs. It's what he's dancing to, Wild Bill. So, And then play the, play the, the basket clip again. What the f- 
He's so good in that role. He is so good in yeah. that role. Oh, man. All right. Uh, we have something else to give away. Uh, it is a lesson question prize, and it's four-pack of tickets to Six Flags. And the question that we are going to go to, uh, let's go to this. Plank's constant is very much like whose integers? <laughs> You got to get it in the ballpark, and I'll set you up with this. All right. Plank's constant is very much like whose integers? 215263WMMR. Do you know the answer? We'd like to find out. So call, and we will do the trash while you are calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Monster Mania. You can come see the biggest names in horror this weekend at Monster Mania Con 50. At the Doubletree in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and tickets are available online at monstermania.net. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, singer-producer Neo has been served with divorce papers after his wife, Crystal Renee, discovered he has had an eight-year relationship with another woman and bothered a child with her. Said a furious Neo, quote, she's always on my back for something. (laughs) (laughs) As reported, James Franco is signed to play Fidel Castro in the upcoming movie Alina of Cuba. What you didn't know is that Franco says his Castro beard will be fashioned from pubic hair he collected from former female students. Wow. Oh, my God. And finally, new Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zasloff addressing his decision to completely cancel and not release the new Batgirl movie. Zaslaw says that after one test screening, the entire audience strangled themselves with Twizzlers. Wow. <laughs> good. That's All right, we're looking for an answer. Let's see if somebody's got it. We need to know uh, who a uh, place constant is very much like whose integers. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. And we will go to James and see if he can get it in the ballpark. This is a tough one. All right, James. How's it going? Oh, good. It's going well, buddy. All right, James, do me a favor. Tell me, uh, Planks Constant is very much like whose integers? Flesh armors? I'm going to give it yes, to him. Yes, right. absolutely. Yeah. It was uh, Fluffermeyers. <laughs> but, James, it's one of those things where, you know, it's a made-up name. So, hang on. We're going to give you the prize. And we are going to set you up with a four-pack of tickets for Six Flags. You can keep the summer vibes rolling at Six Flags' newest festival, Summer Vibes with six uniquely themed areas, mouth-watering eats, live entertainment, plus eye-popping spectacles throughout the park. Uh, for the best deals, visit SixFlags.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, T, it's brought to you by Horizon Services. You can get a new, more efficient cooling and heating system with zero money down and zero payments until 2024 from Horizon Services, cooling, heating, and plumbing. Book in seconds at horizoneasybook.com. I only have two things for you, Uh, and we'll start with this one. Uh, Libby Newton-John obviously uh, passed away a couple days ago, and we had covered that in the entertainment news. Uh, now the uh, music world is starting to roll out its tributes Yes, uh, to Olivia Newton-John. Uh, she had a long battle with breast cancer. She had, uh, you know, was a survivor, and then it came back around three, Basically, three times. Yeah, 30 years, over the course yeah. of 30 years. Uh, but uh, people like Elton John uh, had posted uh, some comments, and he said the saddest of news to wake up to. Olivia was a beautiful and courageous woman. Who I never heard complain about her illness. A beautiful voice and a warm and loving friend. I will miss her so much. Condolences to her family and loved ones. 
Uh, another great one is from Rod Stewart. Yeah. He said, my great friend Olivia Newton-John has passed away. She was the perfect lady, gorgeous, with great poise and with a certain Aussie sophistication. And listen to this. He said, her spandex trousers in Greece were my inspiration for my Do You Think I'm Sexy era. <laughs> oh, wow. That's oh, funny. Wow, R.I.P. Yeah. Olivia. Peter Frampton wrote, one of the most genuinely beautiful souls has left us. Olivia Newton-John was an amazing artist in every way. She was a dear friend to me and to all. Olivia is a definition of the phrase down to earth. I love you live. Paul Stanley wrote, so very sad. She was everyone's sweetheart. Rick Springfield said, sweet Olivia has gone home. She was a beautiful soul. And I know of no one who didn't love her or know what a great humanitarian she was. The world is out of balance when we lose these magnificent people. Godspeed, Livy. We will meet again. And then finally, Melissa Etheridge wrote, uh, Journey well, dear friend. She was one of the first to reach out to me after my cancer diagnosis. Ah. What a beautiful woman and a special talent. So sad news, but the tributes do, are coming in. Nick just pulled up a picture of, uh, of her and uh, Peter Frampton together, and I didn't know that they, they had a friendship. No, I did not know. I went on a... Um, I was showing my son Carter uh, the other day. I pulled up a video. I was just feeling in a, in a Peter Frampton mood, and I'm like, "Have you ever seen anybody play a talk box guitar before?" <laughs> yeah. And I showed him that, and really I'm like, cool. "He's just what a talent! What, a, what an amazing musician, especially when it comes to that." But I had no idea that he and Olivia Newton John were no. very good friends. And then finally, just one other thing: um, Allison Chains have added. More heavy metal to their growing collection as their album, Dirt, has been certified RIAA five times platinum in the United States, making it the band's best-selling album. Uh, Their 1990 debut album, Facelift, is now triple platinum. Uh, The second single from Facelift, Man of the Box, is now also triple platinum. Uh, Dirt's lead single, Wood, is now double platinum. Well, the Allison Chain singles, Them Bones and Down in a Hole have reached platinum certification. The Rooster is now certified double platinum. So what exceeds well. platinum? Is it diamond or what are they? Diamond is, yeah, so t- I believe 10 times platinum. So 10 million, I believe, comes diamond, Steve. Wow. Pretty sure so. All right, and they're... 10 million, 10 million, 10 million. <laughs> albums. They're in uh, town tomorrow night, Allison Chains with Bush. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're in Camden. And, of course, uh, Gavin Rossdale is stopping by here yeah. tomorrow to spend some time with Pierre Robert. Very I nice. I believe that's around 2 o'clock, but uh, Pierre will bring you up to speed on all of that in a little bit. And that's it. That's all I have for him. Music News is a short one today. It's okay. Yep. Uh, oh, I do want to, since we do have an extra minute, remind you that we have a big friggin' deal this week. And you can get two tickets to Big Kahuna's Water Park for 30 bucks. Uh, it's in West Berlin, New Jersey, and you can check out Big Kahuna's Flow Rider Surf Simulator or melt your worries away with a tropical journey on the uh, Tiki Tides Adventure River. This place looks pretty cool. Uh, get the deals now through Sunday at WMMR.com. Use the keyword deal. So, again, it's uh, two tickets to Big Kahuna's Water Park for 30 bucks. The big freaking deal from MMR. We'll take a break, come back in a second, wrap up the show. Letter of the Day, Word of the Week prize when we get back. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football is back, and this Eagles season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2023 Eagles season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinandWin.com. 
Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 1034 on this Wednesday morning, and our radio program is coming to a close. Uh, today has been fun, and I would like to thank uh, the one guest that we did have on this morning, Danica McKellar. Yeah. Had a lovely chat about prime numbers with her today. Uh-huh. Uh, she's great. Uh, love talking to her, but she's got a book. It's called uh, Double Puppy Trouble, and it's a kid's math book. This is her 11th book in the world of uh, math and trying to get kids involved and uh, not find it so intimidating, a little bit more inviting. I think and, it's a great idea. And she was uh, great to have on this morning, so very cool. Uh, and other than that, uh, I guess we need to do the letter of the I day. I can do it. Right? I got it. Let's do that thing. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter I, as in integers, as in Fluffermeyer's integers. <laughs> All right, and we are going to give away $500 from the Baxter. Baxter is by far the most convenient and affordable way to help with your home cleanup. You can go buy it at any home improvement store, fill it, and simply schedule your collection, and it is gone. Clean it up with a Baxter dumpster in a bag. So we'll give that away, the $500. On Friday, we just have two more letters to go, and that is it. Uh, so I'll take this moment to thank our sponsors. Our radio show, The President and Steve Show, brought to you by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, Acme, official grocery store of The President and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Duncan. The, the uh, President and Steve Show runs on Duncan. And by Monster Mania 50 this weekend at the Double Tree in Cherry Hill. Uh, tomorrow on our program, should be fun, uh, comedian uh, Whitney Cummings. Oh, Always nice to talk to Whitney. Absolutely. And Chef Jen Carroll is going to be on the show, too. She's always great. Yeah. Guest. So we'll have those things and more. So won't you join us? Pierre Robert in Next Friends. We will see you. Ray John, have a great day, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Preston on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the map. Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org.